Elio Castroneves, this is the third year in a row you're starting on the pole at Twin Ring Motegi. With all the rain we've had, what are you expecting of the racetrack and the conditions when you get out there? It'll be very tough. I mean, um, we're expecting, you know, to give a little um, uh, go out there and uh, practice. Uh, but, um, you know, it's, 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 it is what it is. We had that situation in 2006 as well, and uh, there was not much we can do about it. But um, as long as everybody, um, you know, learn the track, take it easy at the beginning, and um, as more laps you, you go in, it's going to be pretty fast when the rubber is in, so... I don't, I don't see an issue. Hopefully um, we have the same result in two, like two years ago. Uh, are you worried at all about, with all the rubber being gone, the, the first stint wear and tires too much? Probably. It probably might be a little issue. Uh, like I said, we were thinking about 35 to 40 laps, you know, um, the first stint, and um, we might, you might have some, uh, it might be a little bit difficult, but it'll be the same for everyone. But right now we just um, want to make sure that we uh, start the race with, with no problem and uh, go for it. That's Elio Castroneves with Patrick Steffen. Welcome back to live coverage of the Indy Japan 300 on the IMS radio network on IndyCar.com on XM IndyCar 145 and XM Sports Nation XM 144. I'm Mike King along with Mark Jaynes and Davey Hamilton as the countdown to the green flag shows us about 20 minutes away from the start of this race. Davey, not only are they going to deal with a green race uh, track, they're going to deal with cold temperatures. It is barely 50 degrees, a wind out of the north at 10 to 15 miles an hour. That's a chilly, chilly condition, and just above what is acceptable in terms of being able to run those Firestone Firehawk tires. Yeah, Firestone has a a rule that we all go by, and and no matter where we're at, it's 50-50, 50 ambient, 50 track temperatures, so um, they're barely making that right now with... uh, with the ambience, so um, the good thing, we're over it. That's all that counts. As long as it's 51 degrees or right on 50, they'll allow you to do it. So let's just hope that temperature stays up. Well, Dan Weldon uh, has won twice at this racetrack in 2004 and 2005. Of course, no one got to qualify. Everything was set according to points. He is currently tied for fourth in the IndyCar Series Championship standings with Marco Andretti and with Graham Rahal. Dan Weldon will go off on the inside of row number three. Patrick Steffen caught up with DW to talk to him about this race. Dan Weldon, this is obviously one of your favorite racetracks, and you've got a fantastic record here. What makes you love Twin Ring Motegi so much? Um, it's just a, a very challenging track that um, certainly if you have a good feel for the car you can and, and you get a car that you're comfortable with, you can make up a lot of time. And, um, you know, that's that's very important to being competitive around here. Unfortunately, I've been able to do that. We're starting fifth, which is not as high up as we would have perhaps liked, but it's on championship positions. I think, to be quite honest, it would have been better if we'd have been able to qualify. But, you know, that's life, and that's why you got to run at the front of the championship all the time. So that is Dan Weldon, who once again will go off on the inside of row number three. Ed Carpenter in the Vision Racing Machine, uh, he has had a good weekend up to the point the rain came. Uh, Ed uh, was uh, running with the fast guys, and uh, he is anticipating a good race this evening. Ed Carpenter set to go off on the inside of row number four, the seventh starting position. Patrick Steffen also caught up with the driver of car number 20, Ed Carpenter. Ed Carpenter, starting seventh. Uh, Vision Racing seems like they've improved quite a bit on the ovals this year. Is this where you expect this team to be at this stage of their growth? Yeah, you know, I mean, last year we started off the year really strong, and, you know, I finished sixth in Homestead last year, and thought that was going to be a sign of things to come, and, you know, we didn't really didn't really 
follow it up very well. Um, you know, AJ had a good run at Kentucky, but for the most part, I was pretty disappointed with our speedway package and started the year really strong at Homestead again, ran fifth, and we're even pretty good in St. Pete. I uh, just made too many mistakes and ended up, ended up 18th. And, you know, so far in the practice here, showed strong we're fifth. Uh, a little disappointed we didn't get a qualify because I thought we had something, but uh, still starting seventh from points. And uh, it's a pretty good spot to be for here, close enough to the front just to I'll be in the hunt and think we have a really good shot at it. It's probably the, probably the best I've ever felt to go out and have a chance to win here today. Take a look at what Ed Carpenter did in the practice sessions in the Menards number 20 vision racing machine. He was fifth quick on the speed chart, so you can understand his disappointment with not having an opportunity to qualify. 199.737 miles an hour. That's a best time of 27.3960. Davey, about 15 hundredths of a second separate those top five drivers on the speed chart. Looks like Ed Carpenter, you know, getting past that uh, illegal wing rear wing situation at Homestead Miami Speedway, it still appears that their super speedway pack for real. You know, it is for real, and I mean, they, they showed that several times. Um, all, all, starting off the first race of the season of Miami, it was great. But I'll tell you what, how impressive is it? it Twin Ring Motegi, very difficult track. I mean, it's a track that's, I think, very hard for an oval. It's almost like a road course oval mix because you have to shift down and turn three and four. But if you look at the times from fastest to slowest, it's very, very impressive how, how close everybody is. I mean, I mean, if, I think the top 16 people are within, you know, three quarters of a second, basically, yep. or even underneath that. So uh, it's pretty impressive how fast everybody is there. Of course, Roger Yasakawa making his first start of the season uh, only had an opportunity to run 54 laps in that Beck Motorsports entry. A little bit behind the eight ball, but that is understandable at this point. Uh, once again, we're counting down to the green flag for the Indy Japan 300. Mike King, Mark Janes, and Davey Hamilton here to bring you all of the action tonight. We're happy you decided to join us for night two of coverage from Japan as we uh, look at the track right now. No equipment on track in terms of anyone working on any weeper areas. The rain has held off throughout most of the day. It is overcast. The temperature, 52 degrees with a wind out of the north at 10 to 15 miles an hour. A long way from being perfect as far as conditions go. The first couple of laps of this one, well, you're really going to have to tip to tiptoe rather through those turns as you heard Davey Hamilton talk about the importance of getting those tires up to temp and only being a couple of degrees above that magic 50 degree level we'll talk more about that when we come back as the countdown rolls on we are now 15 minutes away from the drop of the green flag at Twin Ring Motegi Scott Dixon uh, you are very quick you're the quickest in practice now that we have another green racetrack what are you expecting to happen well, it, I guess keeps it simple. It should be uh, very similar to, to what we had when we first got on the track uh, yesterday. Um, unfortunately, it's not going to be much rubber down, and we don't get too much. Uh, we didn't get too much time to work on our race car, so it's going to be a little exciting, I think, for the first stint for for most people trying to you know make their car a little bit better. Uh, we asked this question of a lot of guys: How fast do you think you can go early? Nobody wanted to go fast on a green racetrack in practice. How windy? What level of speed do you decide on for the race? You have to go. Yeah, well, for the race, you know, that's totally different. Everybody's got to go, and you've got to try and be as quick as possible. I think, you know, uh, we sat for about 30, 45 minutes, uh, you know, for the first practice just because nobody wants to go out on a green track. But, um, you know, once the race starts, you've got to get out there, and you've got to, you know, go as fast as possible. So, um, you know, I don't think I have any problem there with people trying to get up to speed. And, and uh, certainly, I think, you know, our two cars were very quick out of the box. And last year, Dan's car was pretty quick. My car was quick here in 06. And hopefully, uh, you know, we can do the same uh, as one of those two years and, one and of the maybe come away with a win. So 100% right off the bat. Always 100%, maybe 110. 
So that is Scott Dixon. Uh, Scott Dixon, who wound up second quick overall on the speed charts during the practice sessions at Twin Ring Motegi, just behind Tony Kanaan. Uh, TK, the quickest at 200.842 miles an hour. And, of course, TK is the defending race winner. Scott Dixon next at 200.390 miles an hour. Dan Weldon was next at 200.250. Elio Castroneves, fourth quick at 200.032. Ed Carpenter, Marco Andretti, Ryan Briscoe, Danica Patrick, Townsend Bell, and Hideki Muto round out the top ten. You know, Mark James, when we talk about Scott Dixon, it seems that uh, this is a driver that can find no good luck at all uh, when it comes to running at Twin Ring Motegi. Of course, we remember uh, in, I, I believe it was 2003, when uh, was it 2003 or 2004, when he and Tony Kanaan got together fighting for the lead. They both wound up hard in the wall. TK uh, winds up uh, with an injured wrist. Scott Dixon was injured as well. Dixon has been taken out twice on the opening laps of the race. It looks like uh, Scott Dixon always fast at this place, but seemingly uh, can never find uh, a little bit of good luck uh, to shine on him. Well, and you mentioned those two names, and you talk about good luck. We thought uh, you know Scott Dixon was going to start off 2008 with a run of pretty good luck. He uh, swapped the lead uh, with Tony Kanan and others at Homestead and really didn't have the fastest car. He just kind of hung around was in the right place at the right time and when uh, uh, Lady Luck did not smile upon Tony Kanaan he was taken out in a late race crash that opened the door for Scott Dixon to start off the season with a win and uh, boy he get to, he gets to St. Petersburg and they are just lost he has uh, an unfortunate caution flag come out uh, comes out that would have uh, uh, that killed a run that would have most likely uh, put him at least in the first couple of rows. Uh, one of his worst starts in me- in recent memory, I believe he started, uh, you know, 13th. And then, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, a bad, bad day. So uh, Scott Dixon uh, kind of looks at Motegi as a place that's not been too good to him, but uh, I'm certain that he's looking for, for Motegi to be possibly a st- strong rebound to regain a little lost momentum as he gets ready for Kansas. Scott Dixon will start on the outside of row number one once again. Uh, the field at Motegi set according to points. One year ago, uh, Scott, you know, not to say that he's never had some good runs at Twin Ring Motegi. The, he did complete all 200 laps one year ago as he wound up fourth behind Tony Kanan, Dan Weldon, and Dario Franchitti. Of course, Scott, the driver of the number 10 target Chip Ganassi racing machine. We talk about the fastest driver in the field during practice, Tony Kanaan, the slowest driver in the field, Roger Yasukawa, who will make his first IndyCar Series start of 2008, driving for Beck Motorsports, hoping to put together something uh, for the Indianapolis 500 as well. Roger Yasukawa at 190.571 miles an hour turned a total of just 54 laps during the two practice sessions, which must seem now like a week ago. It was actually... Thursday, uh, Japan time. So it has been three days, essentially, since he has been in a race car at Motegi and an entire season, if you will, before that. Roger Yasukawa talked to our Patrick Stefan about getting ready for this race. Roger, unfortunately, because of the rain, it's been kind of a short weekend. Uh, how prepared do you really feel for this race? <laughs> uh, I wish if I was a little more prepared. Unfortunately, uh, the weather is not really co- cooperating with us. So uh, our run was cut short. Um, I think we have a direction after the first day. 
uh, being on track. So uh, I think we know what to do in the race. However, you know, we really can't risk anything or gamble. So we just have to stay under control. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm just hoping for a top 10 finish here. Um, you know, I worked really hard to make this deal happen. And so uh, did all the team and all the management groups. So I'm really appreciative for the team as well as Inrush for coming on board as a sponsor. And I uh, really hope uh, to have a good run here and looking forward to get something together from month of May. Are you, so you're talking to Beck Motorsports for May? Absolutely. I think uh, I'm really focused on trying to get that deal done as well. Uh, obviously, my main focus uh, here is to uh, do well, but, uh, you know, I definitely want to be in Indy. So uh, if I could get it done with uh, Greg, then that's great. Uh, if not, I certainly have to look somewhere else, but we'll see how it goes. So that's Roger Yasukawa talking with Patrick Steffen. He'll go off on the outside of row number nine as we get sent for the Indy Japan 300, just about nine minutes away from the drop of the green flag at Twin Ring Motegi. And now, here's today's IndyCar Series starting lineup. Row 9. Roger Yasukawa, USA, car number 77, Interest Wellman Racing, Beck Motorsports. Marty Roth, Canada, number 25, Roth Racing. Row 8, Townsend Bell, car number 23, United States, William Rask, Dreyer Reinbold Racing. Ryan Briscoe, Australia, number 16, Penske. Row 7, Jay Howard from England, number 24, Roth Racing. Vitor Mira, Brazil, number 4, Delphi National Guard, Panther Racing. Row 6, Darren Manning, England, number 14, ABC Supply, Point Racing. Buddy Rice, United States, number 15, Dryer and Reinbold Racing. Row 5, Ryan Hunter Ray, United States, number 17, Team Ethanol, Ray Hall Letterman Racing. Hideki Muto, Japan, number 27, Formula Dream. Row 4, AJ Ford the 4th, United States, number 2, Vision Racing. Ed Carpenter, United States, number 20, Menards Vision Racing. Row 3, Danica Patrick, United States, number 7, Motorola, Andretti Green Racing. Dan Weldon, England, number 10, Target Chip Ganassi Racing. Row 2. Marco Andretti, United States, number 26, Andretti Green Racing. Tony Canan, Brazil, number 11, Team 711, Andretti Green Racing. On the outside of the front row. Scott Dixon, New Zealand, number 9, Target Chip Ganassi Racing. And the peak performance pole award winner. Helio Castro Neves, Brazil, number 3, Team Penske. So there's your starting lineup for tonight's Twin Ring Motegi Indy Japan 300. Race number 3A on the Indy Car Series schedule, 3B, will happen tomorrow afternoon in Long Beach, California. Drivers have been called to their car. Mark Jaynes, it's a great sight to see these 18 uh, men and women strapping in, getting set to go racing at Twin Ring Motegi. Most exciting time of a race weekend, that time where those drivers start to climb into the cockpits and get ready for uh, the next 200-some-odd laps on this 1.5-mile oval, which opened in 1997. The front straightaway, 1,969 feet, banked at 1.7 degrees. The back stretch, 1,969 feet as well. It is banked at 5 degrees. The turns at 3,980 three feet in length both banked at 10 degrees both both vastly different one and two play out more like a super speedway a high speed oval if you will turns three and four they can downshift as many as two times it's much tighter like a short oval if you will almost like a richmond type setup it's 80 feet wide all the way around seats 100,000 plus between the road course and the oval 
They can have as many as 13 different racing configurations at Twin Ring Motegi. The first IndyCar Series event, April 13, 2003. Scott Sharp was your winner. Dan Weldon, a champion in 04 and 05. Elio Castroneves, and last year's winner, Tony Kanaan. Firestone, proud to sponsor the Firestone Tireific Move of the Race Award. It's a $10,000 award going to the driver using Firestone Tires, chosen via online fan voting from a list of three best move candidates decided by Firestone officials immediately following each race. Firestone has been involved in the Indy Racing League since its inception in 1996. That makes this the 154th consecutive race they have provided tires to IndyCar Series competitors. Congratulations to Graham Rahal, winner of the Tireific Move of the Race. We pause 10 seconds. For station identification, you're listening to the voice of Indy Racing. This is the IMS Radio Network. The following broadcast is a copyrighted production of the IMS Radio Network, the voice of Indy Racing. Tradition of innovation. And by the Indy Racing Experience. Experience an Indy car like the drivers do. Get details on the experience of a lifetime at IndyRacingExperience.com. Well, this is another one of those racetracks where it's very tight corners. A lot of G-forces through the corner. On will also get a front wing adjustment and package full of fuel. Now it's time to go racing. Here's your host, the radio voice of the IndyCar series, Mike King. Well, after a 21-hour delay, the command to start engines has been given at Twin Ring Motegi, and we are just about ready to drop the green flag on race number three on the 2008 IndyCar Series schedule. Hi, everyone. I'm Mike King, along with Mark Jaynes and Davey Hamilton, as we get set to bring you live coverage of the Indy Japan 300. It is Sunday morning, just after 11 a.m. Japan Standard Time. It is 10.02 Eastern Daylight Time in the United States. And, Mark James, we watched for two and a half hours last night, just about 21 hours ago, as they attempted to dry the track over and over and over again. Just didn't happen. Today, a different story. But these race fans, they are hardy as the cars roll down pit lane because they are enduring temperatures 52 degrees 
with a wind out of the north that I'm sure is uh, bringing those wind chills down to somewhere in the neighborhood of the upper 30s. Well, fortunately, when you have an event scheduled for a Saturday and you get rain, uh, the potential is there for you to have a great crowd, a nice rebound crowd, if you will, on Sunday. A little bit different story if you rain out on Sunday and go to Monday. However, uh, these folks wait all year long for this event. It's a festival of speed type event at Twin Ring Motegi. They come out in mass. The numbers grow greater every year. And again, absolutely lousy weather. And I don't think I'm overstating it or understating it. Just stating fact. Lousy weather all weekend long. And uh, you got to take your hats off to them. And let's hope that they're treated to a spectacular display of speed and machinery here at Twin Ring Motegi. Okay, Davey Hamilton uh, will go green fourth time by as the cars roll on the track and get set uh, to come uh, under pace speed uh, through turn number four for the first time. How important is it going to be for these drivers to use extreme patience on these opening laps of this race? Well, one thing they're doing, they're giving an extra lap. for. We usually go third time by for green. They're going to go fourth time by for green this time. Just give that extra lap, try to get some heat in these tires. No rubber on this racetrack at all. I mean, it's raining so hard, there's absolutely no rubber. So it's going to mean high tire wear. When there's no rubber on the track, it definitely wears the tires out. We may see some guys, um, you know, make an early pit stop just yep. because their cars go off. And then we're going to see them a bit cautious. We're not going to see full speeds. We'll see faster speeds later in the race for sure. Just to be safe, cautious, you got to remember, these cars get put on planes. They get back to the States. They have to get them ready for next Friday. They need to be unloaded in Kansas. So they, have, uh, they don't want to take any risks. That's exactly right. Uh, in less than eight days, uh, these uh, same teams, these same cars will be running at Kansas Speedway in race number four on the 2008 schedule. Then, of course, it's off to Indianapolis for the month of May. Interesting to note uh, that the car out in front of the field right now, the Honda FCX Clarity. It is a hydrogen fuel cell car, Mark Janes, that produces zero pollutants it uh, essentially if you will runs on water and it is an amazing car and it uh, is a pacing at motorsports event for the first time today out in front of the field at twin ring motel one of the reasons why honda got into the business of promoting races at uh, their own venue so they could uh, tie it in with their technology and uh, promote their technology and that's what they do all throughout this facility as we mentioned uh, just a festival of speed a celebration of motorsports and a lot of history and respect uh, paid to the tradition of motorsports talking about the fact that uh, we're going to have four caution laps going to go green fourth time by or four warm-up laps if you will uh, Davey, an advantage here with veterans at the front of the field. I mean, I know Marco is still in his early 20s, but this is his third year. Uh, big benefit to, I, I guess, go all the way back to the ninth starting position in Hideki Muto before you find a rookie. Some of those people in the top half of the field, uh, I imagine Brian Barnhart's going to lean on them to make sure they get this field started in a safe manner here. Well, and you're right. You know, it's an advantage to be towards the front of this field for several reasons. Number one, there's not as many guys up there in case a mistake does happen. Number two, that it is the experience up there. But number three is, from about that third row back, there's dirty air. They don't have much downforce right. on those cars. And so it's going to oh, I see some smoke coming out of Tony K's car. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, out of sure Tony Kanon. And, uh, boy, smoke. all of a sudden, a lot of smoke coming from the rear end of the Team 711, number 11, Andretti Green Racing Machine. Davian, 
That looks like it could be problems as uh, we are now uh, less than a lap away from going green. Cars come off of turn number two. Elio Castroneves and Scott Dixon, Mark Jane, set to bring the field to the green flag. Tony Kanaan and Marco Andretti in row number two. Dan Weldon, Danica Patrick, then Ed Carpenter, and A.J. Foyt the fourth, and Decky Muto, Ryan Hunter-Ray make up row number five and row six. Buddy Rice, Darren Manning in row seven, Vitor Mira, the rookie Jay Howard in row eight on the inside. Ryan Briscoe and Townsend Bell in row nine, Marty Roth and Roger Yasukawa. So as the field comes off of turn four over that troubling spot uh, last night that prevented us from racing, we're going to go green flag racing at Twin Ring Motegi at 10.07 Eastern Daylight Time in the United States. Elio Castroneves will be the leader in turn number one, followed by Tony Kanaan in turn number two. Oh, we got to be going spin three wide. We've got Marco a Andretti. Marco Andretti lost it in the exit of turn number two and touched the wall oh, to my. the outside and heavy suspension damage to the left side of the black and white Alpine machine, the 26th machine of Marco Andretti. And this is the second consecutive year, Davey Hamilton, that we have seen at least one driver not make it through the first lap of the race. Last year, it was Roger, excuse me, it was Koski Matsura, not Roger Yasakawa. It was Koski Matsura who lost control of the Panasonic car in turn number one. And now, here is Marco Andretti, who had the second place finish at Homestead, struggled when he bro- broke the half shaft uh, just a couple of weeks ago at St. Pete. Now in the wall, and his day is done without a single lap being completed at Twin Ring Motel. It's, uh, you know, really no fault. I'm telling you, it's not that easy. I mean, if you know how cold it is in, in Japan right now and how on the edge these cars are, and he wasn't going in the corner passing anybody going any faster than the next guy. It's just his car was very neutral. He didn't have quite enough grip in it. It slowed, did a slow, slow, slow spin. Barely got out from underneath of him, but, uh, man, once these cars get sideways, that's it. And you can see it just barely going going into turn one. The thing just started stepping out, and not much he could do, and that would just go along for the right. Unfortunately, he didn't hit the wall very hard at all, but he hit it hard enough to put him out of this race. Yeah, the uh, left front uh, suspension heavily damaged, and Marco Andretti, as Davey said, steps out a little bit as he exits one. Uh, gets to the middle groove uh, as he's setting up for turn two. The rear end just snaps around on him. And boom, he's in the wall. Not a lot of damage, as you mentioned, David, to the body of that car, but certainly uh, that uh, it looked like that left uh, corner there uh, absorbed uh, most of the blow. Yeah, you know, he just there's an in-car from Danica right now we just seen, and that car just he saved it two or three times wow. and just barely stepped out. But like I say, these cars, they're not made to drive sideways, and when they get sideways, you are out of control. Lucky so, that he stayed high on the racetrack, Mike, because yeah. he had the entire field in tow. He stayed high. Fortunately, those drivers, uh, you know, Thanks to the spotters, they stayed very, very low on the racetrack, and everyone got through cleanly. Boy, how difficult is that for Marco Andretti, who was uh, just uh, so hoping to be able to put 2007 behind him and make 2008 a year where he could truly show his talents. Now, back-to-back finishes that are going to show him in a bad way in terms of the championship race. So we are under yellow at Twin Ring Motegi. Two of 200 laps are complete. We, though, are watching the car of Marco Andretti be cleared from the apron in turn number two after he makes contact with the safer barrier. Marco is out of the car, and he is okay, but his day is done at Twin Ring Motegi. Just like in 2007, we are under yellow at Twin Ring Motegi in the opening laps. One year ago, it was Koski Matsura who spun in the turn, in turn number one of the opening lap uh, today, it is Marco Andretti who turned, who spins in turn number two, makes contact 
with the safer barrier on the outside. Davey Hamilton does not do a lot of damage to the car, but uh, more damage than is going to be able to be fixed in the amount of time uh, before this one is over with, uh, but certainly unfortunate for Marco Andretti, who will wind up with an 18th-place finish, coming on the heels of a 24th-place finish at uh, the Honda Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. You know, last week in St. Petersburg, or a couple weeks ago, if you remember, they dropped the car, he broke a half shaft for the second time that we know that he's done that. Yep. And he got out of the car very disappointed, saying it's unexcusable, he made a mistake, he apologized to his sponsors because it says it's not... Uh, you know, he made a mistake, and he accepted it, and unfortunately, I think he's going to have to do it again. We will go back to green flag racing with six of 200 laps complete. So as the green flag falls, Paul Plevin showing the field uh, the furled green flag. Six, six laps will be complete, and we will be scoring lap seven as uh, we get back to green flag racing. Uh, and Mark Janes... You know, at this point, you would think uh, that that drivers uh, would would have uh, that mindset, uh, just how careful they have to be. But it seems like sometimes, regardless of how careful you are, these things uh, tend to happen. And uh, certainly at Twin Ring Motegi, with a howling wind out of the north and 52 degrees, no real surprise that we had this problem early. And mentioned for the second year in a row that a problem occurring between 1 and 2, which typically viewed as the easier portion of the racetrack to handle turn-wise, 1 and 2 as... uh opposed to the tighter radius of three and four. We're going to go back to green flag racing. Paul Blevin shows him the green. Elio Castro-Neves is out in front, and Scott Dixon will give chase as the field comes to turn number one and heads to turn number two. I've noticed Ryan Hunter-Ray on the move. He's already moved up to the eighth spot. He grabbed a couple of spots on the restart there as they set sail down the back straightaway. Elio Castro-Neves, Scott Dixon, Tony Kanaan, Dan Weldon, Danica Patrick all setting up for turn four. We saw some smoke from Tony Kanaan's car, Davey Hamilton, before the initial drop of the green flag. Uh, he was told to contact race control, but it looks like everything is A-OK there. What could have been causing that problem is TK right now fighting with the 10 of Weldon for four. Well, sometimes we see in these cars a little bit of smoke coming out of these Honda, Honda engines when they're cold, but I have to say that was more than I've seen most of the time, and it just quits, so I thought it could have been he could maybe it wasn't quite up to temperature, you know, maybe some bearing issues or something inside the motor, but right now he's in fourth position, looks good. And no smoke at all, so everything should be good for, for Tony. Interesting, Mark James, watching the racing line of Elio Castroneves last time as he came off of turn number two, dove way down low, and Scott Dixon followed him, while the third and fourth place cars of Weldon and Kanan stuck to the high side. Great show being put on with the sparks of the titanium pegs bouncing off the bottom of the undercarriage of these cars. Looks like we have a pretty good battle shaken up for second place between the target Jip Ganassi teams of Dixon and Weldon. Weldon tucks in behind him with Kanan uh, in tow. Meanwhile, seven car advantage as they roar to the start-finish line with Elio Castro and Evans at the point. Danica Patrick currently running fifth. Ed Carpenter runs behind her, so your top five. Castro Neves, Dixon, Weldon, Kanan, Patrick, and Carpenter. Ryan Hunter-Ray, who started tenth, is now being shown in seventh place. Buddy Rice is currently eighth. Uh, A.J. Foyt, the fourth, is ninth. Hideki Muto is tenth. Let's hear from Marco Andretti. Can't blame it on that. It was a driver error for sure, and uh, again, can't be more disappointed for the Alpine boys. Uh, sorry. Thanks, Mark. So that is Marco Andretti, and uh, he is going to be a spectator for the bulk of this race today at Twin Ring Motegi. Meantime, out front, Mark Janes, they have spaced themselves really well as just about 8 to 10 car lengths separate the top five cars. And again, Castro Neves and Dixon with that similar line to the exit of turn number two going way low toward the white line at the bottom of the racetrack. Elio with a high swing at the setup of turn number three. 
He has uh, picked up the advantage a little bit over Dixon. Weldon, Kanan, Patrick, Carpenter, Ryan Hunter-Ray, Buddy Rice, A.J. Foyt the fourth, and Hideki Muto, your top ten. Okay, Davey, so given the situation with a green racetrack and temperatures barely above uh, the, what is the limit uh, or the, the bottom of the, of, of the, I guess, accepted minimum for temperature standards uh, for the tires, how long before this racetrack becomes racy enough where guys can start pushing the button, maybe taking a few chances? Well, I think they already are. I think it just uh, once you get a little heat in those tires, that you get quick. the green flag, you get a little bit of feel of it. And these guys now, they may have some balance problems, and you know, just to get the chassis right. But these guys are on the gas right now as Muto's going underneath Manning right now going into turn one. Yeah, this is a good battle as the two cars nearly touch off of turn number one. Darren Manning on the high side. Hideki Muto grabs that spot mark, James, as he goes beneath the number 14 ABC supply car. And it looks like Muto will go to 10th with the pass. That is an exchange of position again. That's the second time they've exchanged that 10th and 11th place spot in the last couple of laps. Meanwhile, Elio Castroneve is holding steady. A lead a little over half second over Scott Dick. So your top ten, Elio Castroneves out in front. He was the pole sitter for this one. But keep in mind, inherited that spot for the third year in a row after the qualifying session was washed out. Scott Dixon runs second, a half second behind. Dan Weldon is next. The uh, spacing just about the same as he is about one second back. Then Tony Kanan, uh, Danica Patrick, who runs fifth. Ed Carpenter is sixth. Ryan Hunter-Ray is seventh. You've got Buddy Rice running eighth. A.J. Foyt, the fourth, is ninth. Hideki Muto, the rookie, running in front of his countrymen for the first time. And now, here comes the sixth car of Ryan Briscoe as he tries to work his way around. It looks like that is the 23 car of Townsend Bell as they work on each other. Mark James off of two. Ryan Briscoe decided to jump onto pit road at the end of that opening caution to pick up a splash, if you will. So he started at the rear of the field. He picked off Jay Howard about three-quarters of a lap ago and uh, works his way, trying to work his way around Townsend Bell. Kind of an interesting situation, Davey, with Townsend Bell and Milka Duno is essentially they are splitting that uh, number 23 Dreyer and Reinbold car for the season. Looks like uh, Townsend Bell will probably wind up in that car for the bulk of the season, 11 races, while uh, Milka Duno is scheduled to do seven runs. Yeah, the, you know, which is a good deal. It keeps the car out there for all the races, which is what's needed. Split the driver duty, and that helps with the funding for Dreyer and Reinbold, so it's good for everybody to see that car out for every race. The six of Ryan Briscoe, he makes the move, Mark James, and he gets around uh, Townsend Bell off of turn number four. Working toward the top ten, uh, Darren Manning and Buddy Rice. Next for Ryan Briscoe, Rice running in the 11th position. Darren Manning runs 10th, just behind Hideki Muto. Meanwhile, Elio Castroneves continues to lead the field, and Mike, about a half a second advantage for him over Scott Dixon, but they're starting to stretch things out a bit over Dan Weldon, Tony Kanan, and Danica Patrick, your top five. And Davey, the M.O. for this track always seems to be the same. There are a couple of drivers that seem to absolutely nail a great setup, and everyone else struggles to try to catch him. Yeah, I think that's what it's been in the past, and it looks like Castro Nevis has it, but it's still early. These guys are going to make a lot of changes during the pit stops. We're going to see what the tire wear is. Right now, we're watching Rice and Briscoe racing against each other. It's a good race. But I see uh, Ryan taking it very, very easy, taking it cautious because he's had two bad races. He doesn't want to have another accident. He had to start towards the back of this field. He's creeping his way up. But that Penske car, I think, is pretty fast. He made a late pit stop, so he has more fuel than most of the guys. Back-to-back DNFs to start the 2008 season as Ryan Briscoe embarks uh, on his uh, first season as a member of the Penske IndyCar Series team. Of course, last year, spent time with the American Le Mans Series team driving the Porsche RS Spider 
for Team Penske. I, it looked to me, Mark James, like he was going to easily make the pass on Buddy Rice, had him set up, and then suddenly it looked like Ryan Briscoe began to back off just a little bit. Well, he's been uh, reeling him in a little bit, and I think it's just exactly what Davey Hamilton said. I think uh, Ryan, after what happened at St. Petersburg, uh, which I think was his fault, uh, what happened at Homestead was not his fault, but be that as it may, you're talking about a six-car that's uh, an Indy 500 champion and uh, uh, big shoes to fill for Sam Hornish Jr., and he needs to be very, very patient and make sure that uh, he gets himself a top five, maybe even a top ten here at Twin Ringwood Pig. Live coverage of the Indy Japan 300. Elio Castroneves has been out in front since the drop of the green flag. 21 of 200 laps are being shown complete. A yellow flag for the first six laps of this, of this one as Marco Andretti spun the Alpine car, made contact with the outside wall in turn number two on the second corner of the first lap of this race. But we have been clean and green uh, since the drop of the uh, green flag with uh, after the six yellow flag laps were completed. Mark, it looks like Davey Hamilton, uh, we've got a situation where Marty Roth will go a lap down just 22 laps into this race as the leaders approach both Marty Roth and Roger Yasakawa. Yeah, Marty just went a lap down on the 22nd lap going into turn three. Ro- Roger is all about, I think, this lap. It looks like Catherine Evans will be able to get by him, too. And uh, they're all getting by him right now. Matter of fact, Dixon, Weldon, and here comes Kanan. Start lapping traffic. Elio Castroneves, who won at Twin Ring Motegian, climbed the fence in 2006. Right now, he is setting sail. Elio Castroneves, last time by, taking it a little bit easy at 194.733 miles an hour. He has led the first 23 laps, and he is out in front. 23 of 200 laps are being shown complete. Elio Castroneves is your leader. Scott Dixon runs second. Dan Weldon is third. Tony Kanan is fourth. And Danica Patrick is fifth. That's your top five at the Indy Japan 300. Live coverage of the Indy Japan 300 being heard tonight on great radio stations like WNSI AM in Robertsdale, Alabama, WDWS AM in Champaign, Illinois. W-O-X-O-F-M in Norway, Maine, W-K-J-G-A-M in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and K-U-I-K-A-M in Hillsborough, Oregon. We also want to say welcome to all of you listening to us tonight on IndyCar.com, on XM IndyCar 145, and on XM Sports Nation XM 144. Mike King along with Mark Jaynes and Davey Hamilton, and we're watching Elio Castroneves, Mark Jaynes, maintain uh, pretty much the same lead that he established once the green flag fell for the second time with six laps complete after a six-lap yellow for the Marco Andretti uh, race opening incident in turn number two. Elio continues to hold just about a half-second lead over Scott Dixon and Dan Weldon. Those three cars separated by one second. Able to easily put Roger Yasukawa and Marty Roy a, a lap down just prior to our break. Uh, uh, Vitor Mira and Jay Howard would be next. They're running 14th and 15th, respectively, with Yasukawa and Roth running 16th and 17th. But Elio's car handling awfully well. As soon as he uh, exits turn number two, he gets way low on the racetrack, tries to, uh, of course, keep uh, Dixon from getting a run as Scott trails him by a little over a half a second. And they continue to distance themselves a bit from Dan Weldon, Kanan, and Patrick, your top five. So we take a look at the full field rundown. Elio Castroneves out in front. He has led all 32 laps. Uh, Scott Dixon runs second. Dan Weldon is currently third. Tony Kanan is fourth. And Danica Patrick is fifth. Ed Carpenter runs sixth. His teammate, A.J. Foyt, the fourth, is seventh. Ryan hunter Ray, who started tenth, is up to eighth. And uh, Hideki Muto is currently shown in ninth place. And he is the highest-running rookie. 
Darren Manning is 10th. Uh, Ryan Briscoe runs 11th. Buddy Rice is 12th. Townsend Bell is 13th. Jay Howard, the other rookie in the field, currently shown in 14th place. Vitor Mira, 15th. Roger Yasukawa, 16th. But as Mark mentioned, is one lap down. The same goes for Marty Roth, also a lap down. Marco Andretti. Boy, when you make a 12-, 13,000-mile round trip to a race course, the last thing you want to do is come away with the last-place finish for Davey Hamilton. That is the case for the 21-year-old as he got out of shape in the second corner of the first lap, wound up in the wall and unable to continue. Man, Marco looked so good in Miami, the first race right out of the box. And, and now the last two, a lot of disappointment. He blamed both of them on himself. Um, he's working hard. He's a great race driver. He, you know, he blamed, blamed, uh, blamed himself for both incidents. And... Um, you know, he'll get better, but you, what you hope in the drivers, you know, crashing never speeds a guy up, at least never that I've seen. And, and uh, you know, he may start being a little more cautious and, and maybe don't have, we won't see the speed out of him for a while um, these next few races. Elio Castroneves, uh, Mark Jaynes, has made no secret of the fact that he wants 2008 to be remembered as not the year, uh, well, actually it was late 2007, the year that he actually won the Dancing with the Stars title, but he wants to be remembered as a champion. He's won the Indianapolis 500-mile race twice, but he wants a major open-wheel title, and uh, he wants 2008 to be the year that he wins it. He is the points leader going into this event uh, with uh, two of 18 events complete, and right now, Elio Castroneves is making a bid to lead as many laps as he can early on to pick up those three bonus points and perhaps max out this weekend with 53. Well, you name, uh, you know, you throw a name out there of a major open-wheel event, uh, be it Kart, Champ, uh, of course, a Kart or the IndyCar Series. And Elio Castroneves has found his way to victory lane, as you mentioned, two Indy 500 championships. He's won at every level all of his life, and uh, his racing life, that is. And he wants the championship more than anything in the world. He's been in the throes of, of championships time and time again and has come up short uh and uh, boy it's hard to believe but uh, you got to look at him as as one of the the grizzled veterans if you will because this is after all his 100th start uh he joins uh, sam hornish jr and scott sharp in some pretty select company as drivers that have won races and uh, you know consecutive seasons and uh, elio castroneves again has that one spot cleared away on his mantle for an IndyCar Series championship. He's won at Twin Ring Motegi before and uh, certainly looks poised to have a great day here. Ed Carpenter trying to chase down Danica Patrick, just about seven-tenths of a second, separating the fifth and sixth-place cars on the track. And right now, uh, just uh, Davey Hamilton uh, trailing Danica by about eight to ten car lengths and pretty much running the exact same line just right in her tire track. Yeah, he, he gained some space. He was winning under half a second from her. Then he falls back and gains on some more so i think what's happening he gets in that dirty air gets right behind her you know he loses some of that downforce he can't just he can't quite get by her i think he's a little bit faster but you got to be a lot faster sometimes to make passes dan weldon making up a lot of room on his teammate scott dixon uh through the tight end of this racetrack three and four as both dixon and weldon looks like they're going to try to double team elio castroneves and davy no doubt about it if those two cars could uh, cinch up just a little bit and there's, there's no doubt about it right now that they are making up some uh, space on Elio Castroneves as Dixon right now is running about four car lengths behind the three machine. Well, and right now, as we sit right in front of them, they're getting ready for some more lap traffic. I think Marty Roth is back in front of them again to go possibly his second lap down in another lap or two. And traffic in front of him is Vitor Mira. Can you believe that? Vitor Mira, 
falls back to 15th place and just getting ready to go a lap down. Vitor Mira has not had the uh, season, at least the early season, that he was hoping for in the Delphi National Guard machine. We take a look at the speed right now. Uh, last time by, Marty Roth turned a lap at 191.941 miles an hour. And, Davey, that uh, was only about uh, four miles an hour, the difference between he and Elio Castroneves. In fact, Elio, as he uh, checked up just a little bit at 193.625 miles an hour, we are just about eight to ten miles an hour off the fastest speeds that we saw during the practice sessions a couple of days ago. Yeah, and I think it's going to get a little faster yet. I mean, the rubber's getting on that racetrack. Right now, though, we're towards the end of a, of a stint. Now, there's two things. As the fuel gets lighter, the car gets lighter, which makes it handle better. But at the same token, the tires wear out. So it's kind of a give, give up a little bit there. Now, you know, a lot of times these fire, so Firehawks can go two stints. But I have to think on this green racetrack, they're wearing them down pretty good this first stint until the rubber gets on the track. But then after they make this first pit stop, I think it's going to be pretty good till the end of the race. Mark James, we have watched Elio Castro-Neves put that number three Team Penske machine just about anywhere on the track that he wants when he exits turn number two. And it, 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 we, it there's really no rhyme or reason to it where he exits. Uh, he'll go way low, almost down to the white line when he exits the turn, or sometimes he'll stay up and he'll let the car uh, really wash out. As now, uh, Elio Castro-Neves will move to the inside across the line as he tries to get back the lap pass rather the lap car of Marty Roth. He does clear the car of Marty Roth. Marty trying to stay very low on the racetrack, and that lap traffic allowed Dan Weldon to pull right up on his teammate. Tony Canon's able to clear the lap traffic as well. Even more lap traffic now in front of Elio Castroneves as he starts to ex- exit turn three and set up turn four. Roger Yasukawa will be the next lap car. So Roger Yasukawa uh, trying to sort this car out in his first start of the season and his first start with Beck Motorsports. Elio Castroneves as Roger gives him plenty of room, Mark James, and he clears him easily in turn number one. And Yasukawa, as we see Ed Carpenter headed to pit road, as we see pit stops beginning here at Twin Ring Motegi. Roger Yasukawa was able to get himself out of harm's way and allow Dixon and company uh, to slide by him down the back straightaway. 45 laps are being shown complete uh, for the first driver to stop, and that is Ed Carpenter. So Ed Carpenter off the track for routine pit service as Elio Castroneves is still on track. Looked like a pretty good stop for that uh, Menards uh, Vision Racing team as Ed was the only driver on pit lane and Davey certainly some advantages there to being a lone car on pit lane to be able to get out in and out easily. Yeah, and he was in dirty air with Danica, you know, and he thought probably the situation was what the heck, let's get some new fresh tires on this, try to get some clean air, make up some time um, because she was holding him up. Now she's in the pits right now and uh, who else is pitted here, Mike? I think there was a few other ones. Hunter Ray, I think, is pitted. Yeah, he has. And also uh, Muto is pitted. Uh, and Dan, Danny can say, oh, the yellow yeah, We've got a yellow, yellow flag. Right now. Yeah, Ooh. so 11. Uh, oh, it looks boy. like we've oh. got the yellow flag, the second Front of the race. Away. And is that Marty Roth who has it come to a stop off of turn number four? It looks we'll like have it. to wait and see. It looks like the number 25 oh. Cirrus machine of Marty Roth, but we'll have to confirm that momentarily. The number three of Elio Castroneves continues to lead. Tony Kanan was on pit lane, Davey Hamilton, but they are waving him through. He was not allowed to stop. And now we also see the 27 of Hideki Muto which got off the track in turn number one onto the grass and is back out on track. Whether or not Muto, uh, the car was damaged. Yes, it is. See, the left front wing is damaged on Hideki Muto's car. So a problem for Hideki Muto as well. We're still trying to confirm the other car that has come to a stop just at the exit of turn number four. 
So as we go yellow for the second time, it comes out with 48 laps complete. Our second caution of the evening here as we continue to watch the race at Twin Ring Motegi. Elio Castroneves has been out in front since the drop of the green flag. So your top five, Elio Castroneves, Scott Dixon, Dan Weldon, Ryan Briscoe, and Tony Kanaan at the Indy Japan 300. Live coverage of the Indy Japan 300. We were identifying uh, Marty Roth, the number 25 Sears aircraft car, as the car that had come to a stop after making contact with the safer barrier in turn number four. Meantime, we saw that there was damage to the left front wing of Hideki Muto's car and Davey Hamilton, a very strange uh, set of circumstances leading to that as both Muto and Tony Kanaan, the teammates, were coming off of pit lane, apparently having to drive through because they were entering pit lane as the caution flag came out. They were not allowed to stop. But as they exited pit lane, it looked like Muto goosed it just a little bit around the pace car, and he winds up sliding the rear end out and getting into the inside retaining wall. To go down, so we're out at the speed limit going down pit lane, right? And what he did probably was on the on the released limiter. it. He released it. He had too much throttle in the car and just spun the tire that instantly, but almost took the pace car with him. I mean, that was literally a foot maybe between him and the and the pace car. Mark James, we have seen the pace car come into play before during the race. Remember at Texas uh, about ten years ago, I think it was when uh, our buddy Donnie Beachler and Johnny Rutherford wound up getting together. The last thing Jr. wants to see is uh, another situation where he's made contact uh, with a car or a car has made contact with him. We're happy to report there was no contact, Mark, but it came close. Pace cars and safety trucks come to mind, too. Oh, Danica Patrick last year in Kentucky. Kentucky. The, and, of course, oh. uh, speaking of, uh, you know, Andretti, uh, you remember Mario flipping over the Delphi safety truck at yep. the Speedway when he was testing a car for Michael. So, you know, you take it for granted uh, because of the experience and the talent of not only the drivers, but also the safety vehicle drivers uh, that uh, that are employed in the IndyCar series. And, uh, boy, the fact that there are more near misses uh, is almost amazing, but again, that is a testament to the talent and ability of those driving not only these race cars, but also those driving the safety machine. Both Ryan Briscoe and Elio Castro Neves uh, pitted Davey uh, when the pits opened following this yellow. They had stayed out on the track. In fact, uh, the drivers now shown in the top seven position all pitted after the yellow flag came out. Danica Patrick had pitted before the yellow, as did uh, Ed Carpenter, Ryan hunter Ray, Vitor Mira, uh, and uh, those drivers uh, have gotten their stops in, and they're going to pay the price, if you will, uh, of a little bit of bad luck because Elio Castro Neves is able to pit and maintain the lead. Yeah, and what uh, the benefit that they luckily got into, everybody except all the way up to Anthony Foyt, I didn't see exactly where he pitted. Actually, he pitted just, he must have had a problem because he ends up being a lap down right behind Elio, so he does not get the wave around. He's going to continue a lap down, but... Everybody from Mira, Hunter Ray, Carpenter, Patrick, Manny Bell, they all get a wave around, and they're going to get back on the lead lap, but uh, but they're on the tail end of the lead lap. But this has not been uh, a great start uh, to an event for the Andretti Green Racing Team. They lost Marco Andretti in the second corner of the first lap, and uh, just 48 laps in, Hideki Muto makes contact with the wall as he comes back out of pit lane, and as you mentioned, Davey gets off the limiter and winds up in the inside retaining wall, barely missing the safety car. So two of the four Andretti Green Racing cars uh, with damage 
uh, obviously they're going to be able to uh, to uh, repair the damage to Hideki Muto's car. It's just not the way you want to get your day started. No, definitely not. Here he comes in again. They had the nose start fixed. Unfortunately, it was just a nose wing, so it was an easy fix. They were holding him for a penalty, it looked like. Yeah, no, I think they just topped him off with fuel, Mike. I mean, he has nothing to lose. He's in the back of the lead lap. Well, that's I mean, true. He's in the back, so put as much fuel in that darn thing as you can so you can go as long as you can, and you have nothing to lose at that point. You know, you're going to the back, that's where you are anyway, so uh, just top it off, and you got a little extra fuel. We'll check to make sure. No report of a penalty for Hideki Muto. No, so you're right, Davey. They're just uh, topping him off. Uh, right now, the top 10, the way they run, with 53 of 200 laps being shown complete at uh, Twin Ring Motegi. Elio Castroneves is your leader. Ryan Briscoe, his team Penske teammate, runs second. Once again, uh, neither of those drivers stopped before this second yellow flag of the day came out. Scott Dixon uh, continues to run uh, in the top five. He is third. Dan Weldon is fourth. Tony Kanan is fifth. Uh, Townsend Bell is uh, currently shown in sixth place. Seventh place to Darren Manning. Eighth place to Danica Patrick. Ninth place to Ed Carpenter. Ryan Hunter Ray is being shown in tenth place. Uh, Davy Ryan Briscoe and Elio Castroneves. Ryan Briscoe, perhaps the biggest recipient uh, of uh, this this yellow in terms of luck, as uh, he moves from ninth place, make it tenth place before the yellow, to second place after the yellow. But how about I think he started sixteenth in this race. And, and I'll tell you what, Sage, if you recall, remember right off the bat, he, that first uh, that first little yellow, he came in and topped off. And, and, That's right. And got that little bit of extra fuel. And um, what that allowed him to do probably is come, go in, and he didn't need as much fuel, so he beat a lot of those guys out and uh, made it out a little bit faster, beat everybody out. But his teammate, he's on the same pit strategy as everybody else now, and he is in P2. Okay, so we're being told that uh, they, will, uh, they will see the furled green flag at the line this time by. That means that with 56 laps complete, uh, we will get set to go back to green flag racing at uh, the Indy Japan 300 at Twin Ring Motegi. So at 56 complete, uh, we will drop the green flag. That means that this yellow flag period has lasted for eight laps. So uh, Mark Jaynes of the first 56 laps run, the first four, t- rather the first 56 laps, 14 of those laps have been run under caution with two yellow flags. Played 34 laps total caution a year ago, so uh, uh, about at the same pace, if you will, in terms of the race. Again, Castro Davis, Briscoe, Dixon, Weldon, and Kanat. However, a couple of slower cars, Point and Rice, going to need to slide by, which they're going to try to fight to hold on to that spot, even though they're a lap down, as we see currently a battle for second place shaping up down the back straightaway between Dixon and Briscoe. Yeah, so Ryan Briscoe will be on the outside there. Three wide as it's Briscoe, Rice, and on the inside, uh, Scott Dixon as they head their way now off of turn number four. So uh, Mark Jaynes uh, on the restart. Uh, Buddy Rice found himself uh, a sandwich there as they went three wide heading into three. Now A.J. Foyt, the fourth, is able to pull uh, away along with Elio Castroneves. He again is a lap down. Now Elio has pulled out to a comfortable lead away from A.J. Foyt, the fourth. Dixon has now grabbed the second spot. He brings Briscoe, Weldon, Kanan, and company in tow. So Elio Castroneves last time by 191.703 miles an hour. His best lap of the day, 197.920, just off of his best laps of the weekend during the practice sessions. Elio Castroneves, Davey Hamilton, boy, putting those lap cars to good use as now we're seeing Hideki Muto try to make a move on the outside as he, the William Rascar, the 23 of Townsend Bell in the 14 car of uh, Darren Manning went three wide through one and two. Yeah, they sure did. And Muto on the outside made the move, which is safe to run three wide out there, but you can never do that. You need to be on the bottom down in three and four. Great pass by Muto. 
Boy, Manning got just a little bit loose coming off of four right behind him. Elio Castroneves working on a 1.3 second lead mark over Scott Dixon, and those lap cars really giving Elio some room to breathe. And again, uh, that lap car, A.J. Foyt the fourth, is one that still has to be picked off by Castroneves, Dixon, Briscoe, and company. The leaders making their way down the back straightaway. We keep our eye on Darren Manning. Manning has made a couple of moves, but Darren Manning right now uh, being shown in sixth place. So Darren Manning running as high as we've seen him run in a while in that ABC Supply A.J. Foyt machine on an oval. Darren Manning uh, also one of the drivers that did not stop prior to the yellow flag. Your top five, Elio Castroneves out in front. 1.2 seconds to margin between himself and second place, Scott Dixon. Third place prolongs to Ryan Briscoe. Fourth place to Tony uh, to Dan Weld. And fifth place to Tony Kanan. Darren Manning, as we mentioned, running sixth. And you've got Townsend Bell, Danica Patrick, Ed Carpenter, and Vitor Mira, who has now moved into the top ten. Ryan Briscoe now trying to pull up on the two-car of A. J. Foyt, the fourth, and let me make a quick credit. Uh, that is Briscoe, and uh, Foyt, uh, meantime, simply uh, trying to stay in front of the leaders. It's not going to happen as he has gone a lap down to the leader mark, Elio Castroneves. In turn number three, Ryan Briscoe to within five car lengths of A.J. Foyt, the fourth in that Vision Racing machine, the number two car. He has about uh, the same advantage as they scream down the main straightaway. The nine car of Scott Dixon trying to reel in Elio Castroneves, but Castroneves with uh, an advantage of a little over 1.1 seconds at the halfway point of the backstretch. Elio Castroneves comes into this event with the IndyCar Series Championship lead with uh, two races uh, on uh, the docket or in the book so far and uh, 16 races remaining. So Castroneves is out in front. Uh, his best speed, as we mentioned earlier, 197.920. But Davey, he is uh, creeping back up as uh, he is nearly 197 miles an hour last time by. Scott Dixon, though, last time at 197.147 seven as he has gotten past uh, Ryan Briscoe for the second spot on the track. Yeah, he's looking good. I mean, I think what happened is Dixon to get up to Elio and catches up. Got, he's in the draft. It's helping him a little bit, but when you get too close, it takes too much air off his car, and he kind of stays in that same position as we see before the yellow flag. You know, this sort of racetrack, I guess the best way to describe it, Mark talked a bit about this last night on our Weeper coverage, if you will. Uh, perhaps the best way to think of Twin Ring Motegi is as an egg. If uh, if you were to hold an egg between your thumb and forefinger with the, the round, fat part of the egg on your thumb and uh, the, the skinny, pointier part, if you will, of the egg in your forefinger, then and uh, basically, you were looking at the track held upside down with turns one and two, the fat part, maybe in three and four, the skinnier, pointier part. It's a two very different ends of this racetrack, and it makes three and four pretty treacherous. Does it matter which way you're standing? It does not matter okay. which way you're That's standing right. left or right. That is simply the way you're holding the egg and looking at it. Yeah. You're right, Mike. I mean, turns one and two are very wide. We just seen Muto go three wide around there. It's flat out. It's fairly easy. Not easy. It's never easy, but a, you know, a fairly easy corner to go flat out. But as you said, very, very tight down there in turns three and four where you shift down one, sometimes two gears. You're still wide open through there, but you're down uh, shifting a couple gears and very tricky coming off of turn four, and that's where Marty Roth had his problems earlier today. If you are holding the egg with the fat part on your forefinger, the track is upside down. Elio Castroneves <laughs> is out in front. Scott Dixon runs second. Ryan Briscoe is third. Dan Weldon is fourth. Tony Kanan is fifth. The rest of the field runs like this with 66 of 200 laps complete. Darren Manning is sixth. 
Uh, Townsend Bell runs seventh. Danica Patrick is eighth. Ed Carpenter is ninth. And Vitor Mira is tenth. All of those drivers are on the lead lap. Eleventh place to Ryan Hunter Ray. He is also on the lead lap. A.J. Foyt, the fourth, runs 12th. Hideki Muto is 13th. Buddy Rice is 14th. And rookie Jay Howard is 15th. All of those drivers one lap down. Roger Yasukawa making his first start of the season. Finds himself two laps down in uh, that machine uh, fielded by Greg Beck. Uh, 17th place to Marty Roth. Uh, he made contact with the wall with 48 laps complete uh, as uh, he made contact exiting turn number four. So he is done for the day. Marco Andretti out on the first lap of this race as he spins his car and makes contact with the left front on the safer barrier on the outside of turn number one. So Marco Andretti credited with an 18th place finish. Elio Castroneves, Scott Dixon, Dan Weldon, Ryan Briscoe and Tony Kanaan, your top five at the Indy Japan 300. Live coverage of the Indy Japan 300 on IMS radio network stations around the country on IndyCar.com, on XM IndyCar 145, and on XM Sports Nation, XM 144. Hope you're making plans to join us tomorrow afternoon at 3.30 Eastern Time, 12.30 Pacific, for live coverage of the second IndyCar Series Championship points paying event of the weekend in Long Beach, California, the Toyota Long Beach Grand Prix. Justin Wilson and uh, Alex Tagliani on the front row for that event. And uh, Justin Wilson, uh, the new dad, just one week ago, his daughter was born very happy indeed. And Justin Wilson uh, continuing, Davey Hamilton, the tradition of the dominance of the McDonald's car and the newman Hoslanigan team at the event at Long Beach. Man, I tell you what, that is a great team. It's a great sponsor. They've had it for a long time. And it just seems it doesn't matter who's in the cockpit. They go to win races. He's Justin's already on a pole. We'll see if he can pull off the win just as that car did last year here. And, um, you know, pressure's on him a little bit. But, boy, he's stepping up to the pressure. Interestingly enough, the final Champ Car Series event will feature a standing start, Mark Jane, something we have not seen uh, since uh, – the United States Grand Prix at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway a year or so ago. Well, and, you know, it was interesting uh, if you folks joined us uh, for the Open. Uh, Justin Wilson uh, didn't seem to be really relishing the opportunity uh, at this racetrack to use those standing starts. He said sometimes uh, these turbocharged Cosworth power plants can be a little skittish on the start, and he says uh, he just hopes everyone behind him handles things the right way and they all get to turn one safe and sound. Davey, turbo lag is a strange thing, and of course in the IndyCar series we have not talked about it for years because uh, the, the engines are normally aspirated, but these Cosworth engines that power these DPO1 chassis, uh, these are uh, turbocharged cars. And uh, I remember years ago at the Speedway uh, talking about uh, about you know, waste gates and pop-off valves. And, and, and it, not very often, though, do you talk about turbo lag at the Speedway other than when maybe you're exiting the pits or on a restart. Yeah, we yeah exactly. And, and um, they're different. It's a different animal to run turbo cars. When I first got in, into IndyCar racing, we had turbos and you know, everybody's always complaining because the pop-off valve wasn't right, and they were issued out by the series. And, and it seemed to be, honestly, um, I love the sound of them, Mike. I mean, I think they're a great sound of car, but I think as uh, far as being equal for everybody and kind of on the same page, normal aspirated is a little bit better. We've seen Formula One. We've seen the Indy Racing League all go to normal aspirated-type engines. And really the only thing left in turbo is, is Champ Car, and tomorrow will be the last day uh, that we'll see that. 
That's right. So uh, the series will uh, officially be done following that event. But once again, uh, that uh, event will pay full IndyCar Series championship points. The ruling was made a few weeks ago that, of course, no driver running at Motegi would have been allowed to run at Long Beach. And, of course, with the rain out uh, or the weep out yesterday, if you will, uh, that pretty much uh, took away any chance of that happening logistically anyway. But that was the case. We continue to watch Elio Castroneves out in front. He has led... All 79 laps of this race, for all intent and purposes, he was able to come in and make a stop under a yellow flag situation while drivers uh, that uh, were perhaps hoping to gain some position were not. For example, uh, we saw Danica Patrick come in. We saw Ed Carpenter, Vitor Mira, and Ryan hunter Ray. All of those drivers came in and pitted uh, as uh, the, the track was still green. But while Danica Patrick was in her pit stall, Ed Carpenter had already completed his stop. While Danica was in the pit stall, the yellow flag comes out. And, Davey, that's a, uh, a huge benefit to Elio Castroneves. Danica Patrick, meantime, though, currently running eighth and uh, unable to pull up to the leaders. Yeah, they still very, got very lucky, though, on Mike. If this is a one-mile track, there had been a couple laps down in that yep. situation. They would have made one back up on the wave round, and there's still a lap down. So on this mile-and-a-half track, the yellow came out at a fortunate time, unfortunate time, but fortunately they're back on the lead lap and still in this race. We continue to watch Elio Castroneves run some very quick laps, last time by 193.077 miles an hour. His fastest lap of the day, 197.920. In fact, uh, that is the fastest lap turned up to this point. Uh, the only other drivers uh, in the 197-mile-an-hour range so far today, Scott Dixon at 197.722. And uh, let's see, we also saw, I believe, Dan Weldon at 197.699 miles an hour. Elio Castroneves, Mark Jane's approaching the midway point of this race. And in just 19 laps, he is going to be able to lock up those three bonus points because regardless of what happens at that point, at lap 101, no one can lap uh, can lead more laps than uh, Elio. This is nothing new for Elio leading at Twin Ring Motegi. Uh, not only is he a former race champion here, but, uh, Mike, he led the first 43 laps a year ago. Uh, but how often do you see it uh, in this series especially? The guy who has the dominant car doesn't always find his way to victory lane. I mean, just when you get to the point where the race settles into a rhythm and you think a guy has uh, everything locked up, something goofy always happens over the last 50 or so laps. Again, Elio looked like the dominant car a year ago. How many times did the lead change hands down the stretch in the last 15 or 20 laps last year before we finally saw Tony Kanan get to victory lane? Yep. So uh, he's not going to run off and hide, mind you, or at least we don't expect him to because of past history. Fuel certainly always seems to come into play in the final stint of this race. Uh, we saw it a couple of years ago when we thought Thomas Schechter was going to win this race. That didn't happen. In fact, in that race, we saw three cars run out of fuel in the closing laps. Uh, but, uh, well, we will keep our eye on the fuel situation. Davey, interestingly enough, Elio Castroneves, uh, in the post-race uh, comments that he made at Homestead Miami Speedway, really apparently never got to stretch his legs on that super speedway in the season opener because uh, Roger Penske and Tim Sendrick, uh, they were on a fuel conservation strategy for the three-car. Briscoe was on uh, apparently the same fuel conservation strategy, and he said they had dialed it back throughout the night and were never really able to run uh, at full song. Yeah, exactly, and, and uh, you know that makes a big difference. You know, this, the fuel mixtures in these cars, the richer you go, the more speed you can get and and but that takes up that fuel but um you know we seen we see strategy a lot where hey let's just go a little bit slower save some fuel try to make it longer on the racetrack and try to do a pit strategy type race but you know mike as we're watching elio in first dixon in second look at the third car in line saying right behind right on their tail 
A.J. Foyt the fourth. I mean, he's running fast. He's been behind him for this whole stint, and he is a lap down, unfortunately, but he is just as fast as those leaders. Yeah, keep in mind that A.J. Foyt the fourth did not lose that lap uh, in the pit situation. Uh, not exactly sure what happened to him speed-wise, because as you mentioned, he's running uh, very well right now, but he is one lap down and pitted at the same time as the leader, Elio Castroneves. You know, Mark James, it's interesting as uh, we continue to watch Elio just click off the laps now, 87, soon to be now 88 laps of the 200 complete. Elio still out front. Interesting, uh, just uh, at least at this point, uh, how closely uh, last year's race and this year's race compare to one another. We had a nine-lap caution at the beginning of the race last year for the Koski Matsura incident at the start, and then on lap 32, we had a caution. It was not for an incident. It was for debris on the track. In this race, uh, once again, a six-lap caution at the open of the race for Marco Andretti, who made contact in turn number two, second corner, first lap of the race, and then on lap 48 when Marty Roth made contact with the outside wall. Last year, interestingly enough, we didn't see another caution flag until lap 135. That was when Marco Andretti made contact in turn number four. And once again, it looks like we could see a long green flat stint here. Three caution flags for a total of 30 laps in that race in 2007. And uh, again, we we had a dominant car early, not to the extent that we've seen uh, this time. However, if you want to look at in terms of laps led last year, Dan Weldon led three times for a total of 126 laps. And Elio Castroneves is uh, kind of getting in that ballpark now as uh, we're getting ready to complete 91 of the 200 laps here at Twin Ring Motegi. Looks like we could have a pretty good race shaping up for seventh place here momentarily as the yellow That's flag right. is out. So we've got a yellow out. So the leader, Elio Castroneves, will bring the field to Paul Blevins' yellow flag. And it looks like it could be debris. So with 91 laps being shown complete, we've got our third yellow flag of the afternoon at Twin Ring Motegi. With Elio Castroneves out in front, Scott Dixon runs second, Dan Weldon is third, Tony Kanan is fourth, and Ryan Briscoe is fifth. We'll update you on this caution flag momentarily. We need to pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to the voice of Indy Racing. This is the IMS Radio Network. Second round of pit stops underway at Twin Ring Motegi. Elio Castroneves is in. Scott Dixon is in. Dan Weldon is in. Tony Kanan, Ryan Briscoe, Darren Manning, Danica Patrick, Ed Carpenter, Ryan Hunter Ray, Townsend Bell. All of those cars are in. A.J. Foyt the fourth also in. So uh, a bunch of cars choosing to stop. In fact, 11 of them choosing to stop uh, under this yellow flag situation. The yellow flag, the third of the race coming out, Davey, as Vitor Mira wide walls the right side. Uh, looks like no damage to the right side of the top of the Delphi National Guard car, but Vitor Mira did make contact. Apparently that car just sliding a little bit high off of one of the exits, and uh, he winds up uh, in the wall, has to come in, change those tires. Yeah, we can't really even see Mike on the wall where there's any really rubber mark on but just barely, barely skimmed the right side tires, but they've seen it happen, and they probably seen a little bit of debris come off, probably from the wall more so than the car, so just to play it safe and sorry, they just went in through a yellow. So a very busy uh, pit lane for this second round of pit stops uh, that come with 93 laps being shown. Oh, and Ed Carpenter winds up making contact. It was Ed Carpenter and his teammate, A.J. Foyt IV, 
fourth, uh. who, as we watched, made contact as Ed was coming in. It looked like Foyt was getting ready to exit. And just uh, like that, Davey, uh, it looks like no damage to Ed Carpenter's car because it looked like Foyt made contact with Ed's right, uh, make it the left rear. But uh, that could have been a very difficult situation. Oh, see, they just. They oh, just, my. They absolutely. They should have waited on, uh, on AJ. Sin and AJ. Yeah, I yeah. mean, especially when they're teammates like that. Uh, you know, I don't know who who is on AJ's car to send him, but that just that wasn't good right there. Question is, as it looked like uh, the the right front wing uh, made contact with Ed's left side pod. Carpenter is back on pit lane, Davey. This is uh, not uh, not good for Ed Carpenter. No, that's a shame. You know, I mean, Ed's uh, he's gonna go to the back of the lead lap, which would put him uh, in 12th place, I think, uh, Mike and. Uh, just unfortunate. I think they're coming in maybe, hopefully, just to check it out. Hopefully, there's nothing wrong with any of the car, but uh, they're definitely checking it out yep. real good. And, uh, you know, hopefully, it's just uh, just coming in for a top of fuel and sending it back out. So a quick check of the left rear everything suspension. So and uh, the signal from the crew is that everything in the rear of the car is okay. And, Davey, as you mentioned, under yellow, they have, I mean, he's got to go to the tail of the lead lap anyway. But they are holding him for a long time. But it's not really cost him anything because the field's still under caution. Yeah, we, yeah, it doesn't. I mean, might as well check it out really well because uh, you just never know. And Ed maybe felt something. Oh, is that they're coming around? He'll go to the back of the, the, the lead lap right, right now with the other guys up. So, yeah, it shouldn't have hurt him too much. Okay, so Ed Carpenter, as they uh, wind up checking, it looks like he's okay. We're going to go back to green flag racing next time by as the Honda Accord safety car will bring them across the line. 96 of 200 laps are going to be shown complete this time. So we will have 97 laps complete when we go back to green flag racing. So 97 complete at the line as the green flag gets set to come out. And look at this for Vitor Mira. Uh. Disappointment once again. Mark Janes, they have pushed the number four car, the Delphi National Guard machine, behind the wall. This will mark 79 starts for Vitor Mira without a win in the IndyCar Series. Wow. And you've got to wonder at some point uh, when someone says, is it going to happen? We know that Vitor Mira is a talented guy, but certainly this uh, this season not off to the kind of start that he was hoping for. Scott Dixon will restart on lap 97 as the leader. So 97 laps are complete. We will score 98 next time by 97 of 200 laps in the books at Twin Ring Motegi. It's Dixon, Castroneves, Kanan, Weldon, Briscoe, Manning, and Danica Patrick as she's made the move early and she's gotten past Aaron Manning to pick up a position. Mark Jane's heading to three. All kinds of movement in the back of the field between Darren Manning and Townsend Bell. They were battling it out back there for the 7th and 8th spots as we went back to green flag racing. Scott Dixon's pit crew gets him the point as we get back to green flag racing. Elio Castroneves trails him by a half a second. Tony Kadon, Dan Weldon, Ryan Briscoe in tow. They're leaders back of the front straight away. Danica Patrick's going to go to the low side of Ryan Briscoe in turn number one. She's going to pick up the position. Mark James a great restart for Danica Patrick as she has pushed the button, picked up a couple of positions here in just a lap and a half. Able to get low on the racetrack, and now Darren Manning all over Ryan Briscoe. Briscoe trying to get back Danica Patrick, can't get it done, but he again has his mirrors full of Darren Manning as they swing wide out of four. So Danica Patrick with the pass of Briscoe, she moves into the top five, and uh, we take a look at her speed last time by 193.864 miles an hour. Her top speed of the day, 196.224. And right now, Davey, it looks like Danica Patrick might be on the move, and she has come out after the second round of stops. That car looks like it's uh, coming to her. Well, I'll tell you what, she looks like that back as we talked. She's got the feel of the car now. There's some rubber on the track. Obviously, that car is comfortable because she is doing I mean, she's in fifth position, staying right with the leaders. 
and actually pulling away from uh, Briscoe just a little bit, and I, he's getting a lot of pressure right now from uh, from Manny. Let's hear what uh, Vitor Mira has to say. Thing was long, long, long. I, as soon as he came uh, came to the track, I tried to stop a little bit with brake. It just went long, and I couldn't stop. Uh, it's a shame because the Delphi National Guard car was getting much better as the run went by, and now we're, we can't do anything else anymore. So that is Vitor Mira as uh, he uh, appears to be quite upset, and uh, Davey sounds like uh, he is pointing the finger of blame at someone else, but uh, whatever, uh, at least for right now, it looks like that Vitor Mira's day is done. He will be credited with a 16th place finish if he he is unable to uh, rejoin the fight. Yeah, you know, and it almost sounded like when he said something went long, it sounded like in the pit that maybe something got into him in the pit stall. We did not get to see that, Mike, but... uh, it sure sounds like maybe something happened in the pit area and not on the racetrack. Tony Kanaan currently running third, but Dan Weldon, Mark James, trying to make up some ground as they exit turn number two. Former teammates duking it out for the number three spot. At the midway point of the back straightaway, Dan Weldon wants to slip underneath Tony Kanaan to the entrance of turn number three. Can't get it done. TK breaks just a little bit later as they get through three and four. TK starts to pull away again as they leave turn number four and head down that 1,900-foot-long front straightaway. Scott Dixon took the lead on that uh, second round of pit stops as uh, he went out in front with the green flag flew with 97 laps complete. So Scott Dixon is the leader. He is the uh, only, Mark Jaynes, the second driver to lead as Elio Castroneves led the first 98 laps of this race. I think we're seeing uh, early on both first out of Elio and now out of Scott. Well, as we reach the midway point of the race, uh, Davey, no question, at this track, of course, most tracks this is true, but it seems more so than most others uh, out front, uh, the point just makes such a huge difference in terms of the air that you have to deal with in the race car. This is, your mark, you're so right. This isn't a track like we see, oh, here comes Muto in the pits again, but it's not a track like we see at Texas and, and even Kentucky and Kansas that we go side-by-side, wheel-to-wheel, lap after lap. This is a track, like I said, it's almost more like a fast road course. Not enough banking on this track to be able to hold these cars side by side. And they do get stretched out. And I was curious to see on what Elio could do running second instead of first. And it's the same thing. They just swap positions. Elio can't gain on Dixon. And they just kind of stay the same. Will the quality of this racing ever change? Will you ever be able to bump these cars up? Is it simply because you can't test here and you can't get any data? Well, you know, that is a big part of it, Mark. I mean, I, I just think the configuration of this racetrack is very difficult, number one. Number two is they don't get a tester. They just show up there, practice, and race. And, um, you know, it would almost take a rule change with these cars, I think, that, that would make it better on this track. But, unfortunately, it would probably make it worse on all the rest of the tracks we go to. Yeah, but let's face it, Davey. It, you know, regardless of how much testing you do at, at the narrow end of this racetrack in three and four, it's always going to be, unless you just take a chance on the outside, you've got to go through that turn basically single, single file. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like we've seen, you, one and two, if both corners were like one and two, I think the track would be more racy. But that tight, tight corner down in three and four, it's a, it's a big challenge, and, and you really got to, you know, risk it going through there. And it's actually kind of a fun corner, a fun, challenging corner to, to drive through. But, unfortunately, it doesn't make for good racing through that corner. And if you get just a half a groove out, which we've seen so many times in the past, when marbles start to pick up there, you get half a groove out, you hit those marbles, and all of a sudden you have no control, and in the wall you go. Well, Marty Roth is uh, out of this race. He made contact with the outside uh, wall uh, on uh, lap 48. Now his teammate, uh, rookie Jay Howard, has apparently uh, also white-walled uh, the right side of his car, making contact. So uh, right now, Jay Howard is in. Three drivers are out of this race, Vitor Mira, Marty Roth, and Marco Andretti. But Jay Howard, uh, apparently they're checking his car over 
right now after uh, the car slid up the track and made contact with the outside wall. You know, and something else, Mike, I think on that incident we've seen with Anthony Foyt and, and um, his teammate Ed, Ed Carpenter, Carpenter yep. I think something obviously happened to Foyt's car because, look, at he is six laps down now yep. where he was only one running with the leaders, and all of a sudden, uh, there, so there must be some damage to Anthony's car. Top five right now, it is Scott Dixon uh, who uh, has been the leader since the restart with 97 complete, and I made a mistake earlier. I said Elio Castroneves had led the first 98 laps. Let me correct myself. Elio Castroneves led the first 94. Briscoe has just gotten past Danica Patrick as Danica Patrick uh, had made the pass on Ryan Briscoe earlier, but Danica Patrick now seen Briscoe return the favor as now she moves to the inside. That looks like it was the number 25 car, perhaps, of uh, Jay Howard out there on track, uh, sitting Mark James, a bit of a pick, if you will. Ryan Briscoe put it to good use, and then Danica had to swerve way to the inside to get around on the front straight. Well, that Y24 car still trying to get up to speed after exiting the pits, even though they had made their way back around to the front straightaway. He saw the traffic coming and wanted to get very high on the racetrack, and, uh, boy, almost chopped off the nose of Danica Patrick as they headed toward turn one. Meantime, the number two car, and Davey talked about A.J. Foyt the fourth a couple of minutes ago. Uh, Davey, he's gotten the car from race control, told to get that car down on the apron. He's going to be coming back to the pits. So problems for A.J. Foyt the fourth apparently damaged when he made contact, leaving his pit when he uh, hit the left side pod of his teammate Ed Carpenter. Not a hard hit, Mike, but these cars are so fragile. These A-arm suspension pieces are made to be aerodynamic, and if you hit them just wrong, they've been fairly easy, and I would have to think that must be, must be what happened to Anthony's car to where you know, he just can't control it or can't get it up to speed. The New Zealander Scott Dixon is out in front, the 2003 IndyCar Series champion, leading Elio Castroneves by 1.1 seconds. Tony Kanaan runs third, 1.6 seconds back. Dan Weldon, a two-time winner at Twin Ring Motegi, runs fourth, 2.2 seconds back. And Ryan Briscoe, the other team Penske driver, currently running top five. And A.J. Foyt, the fourth, has exited the number two Vision Racing car. Perhaps we'll be able to get a comment from him a bit later. But it, once again, it is Dixon, Castroneves, Neves, Kanan, Weldon, and Briscoe, your top five. 113 of 200 laps are being shown complete at Twin Ring Motegi. Scott Dixon is out in front at the Indy Japan 300. Scott Dixon now having to deal with the lap cars of Buddy Rice as he makes his way around Buddy Rice on the inside, but Hideki Muto right in front of them. So uh, Scott Dixon having to work for it right now as he is out in front of Elio Castroneves, uh, who runs second, 1.2 seconds behind the New Zealander. Tony Kanaan runs third, 1.6 seconds back. Dan Weldon is fourth, two seconds back. And Ryan Briscoe, 2.5 seconds back. Welcome back to live coverage of the Indy Japan 300. I'm Mike King along with Mark James and Davey Hamilton. Don't forget, tomorrow afternoon at 3.30 Eastern Time, 12.30 Pacific, you'll be able to hear live coverage of the Toyota Grand Prix of Long Beach as that is a IndyCar Series championship pain event. Full points will be awarded. On the pole, Justin Wilson uh, will be joined by Alex Tagliani on the outside of the front row. Wilson, of course, uh, driving that number 02 McDonald's machine for the Newman Haas Lanigan team, which has dominated here, winning the last three in a row. Let's hear from A.J. Foyt the fourth. He's out of the race. And then all of a sudden, well, it all just fell right out of the basket. What happened? Yeah, it was going fine. We lost a lap in the pits. We had a great car running behind the leaders there for a little bit, but... Then we came in here and had contact with Ed, miscommunication, went to leave the pit box. So uh, then I went out there all pissed off and just pancaked the wall. Just, um, 
just disappointed right now. And uh, know we had a good car to finish in a good place this weekend. So that is A.J. Foyt the fourth, Anthony talking with ESPN's Jack Root as we continue our live coverage of the Indy Japan 300. And, you know, Davey, we've talked about the maturity of this guy, and, you know, certainly you can hear it in his voice, but despite that, the fact that he admits that he basically went out there and got mad about what had happened in the pits and cost himself a good race car uh, out there today, it's a disappointing way, I'm sure, for this 23-year-old's uh, uh, race in Japan to end. Yeah, you know, he was fast. As we mentioned yep. before, he was running with the darn leaders, and, and that's not easy to do in this series. And, and uh, that little contact with that, he shouldn't have been mad. That's just maturity, like you said. And, and he went out, and, you know, we still we still have a couple pedals in them car. One of them is a brake. Sometimes you got to slow down not to do that. But, um, you know, that's too bad for Anthony. I mean, the good thing with these guys, you know, we hate to make mistakes, but everybody does. But... Uh, you know, Ed, Mark, on these guys that are making them are, are meant to their guilt. But they'll, you know what? They're young. They're going to learn from it and uh, and uh, go on to the next one. 122 of 200 laps are being shown complete. We've had three cautions for 20 laps here. The cautions all involved contact. The first one came out uh, in the very first lap as Marco Andretti spun the Alpine car and made contact with the safer barrier. They're outside the safer barrier, rather. The outside of turn number two. That yellow lasted for six laps. Second yellow came out on lap 48 as Marty Roth made contact with the outside safer barrier in turn number four. That yellow lasted for eight laps. And then the third caution uh, came out shortly after the second round of pit stops had gotten underway. And so uh, that caution uh, coming out and uh, lasting for six laps as well. As it stands right now, Scott Dixon is out in front with the green flag fill with 97 laps complete. It was Scott Dixon out in front after the second round of pit stops, and he is currently 2.9 seconds. Davey Hamilton in front of Elio Castroneves, and his lead over the last 10 laps has just continued to grow as 76 laps now remain here at the Indy Japan 300. So we continue to watch out in front. Dixon, Castroneves, Kanan, Weldon, and Ryan Briscoe. Danica Patrick and uh, Ryan Briscoe, Mark James, have had a pretty spirited battle since the restart with 97 complete. They've swapped uh, the lead a couple of times. Right now, Tony Kanan trying to close on Elio Castroneves off of turn number two, heading to three. That is the best battle on the racetrack, and it's about a four-car length deficit, if you will. You mentioned just a moment ago that Scott Dixon led Elio Castroneves by 2.9 seconds. He has now bumped that up to a little over 3.1 seconds. So whatever changes they made to the car on pit road during that last round of stops, Scott Dixon has found to his liking as he starts to uh, attempt to run off and hide from this talented field behind him. The top five, Dixon, Castro Devas, Tony Kanaan, Weldon, and Ryan Briscoe. Yeah, Scott Dixon uh, right now in a class all uh, of his own as uh, he just continues to build on the lead. But, Mark, a uh, great battle behind him beginning to shape up, as you said, as now just about uh, a half a second separates cars running second, third, fourth, and fifth. Castroneves, Kanan, Weldon, and Briscoe. So we're watching a pretty good race, Mark, off of turn number two. And, again, I think that, uh, you know, they, they, they've settled in. They've made changes to the race cars. And uh, I think they're setting themselves up for one more stop, uh, maybe not doing too much uh, to push themselves to the edge. Kind of settle in, nice race pace, and then make that last stop. And uh, things could get a little wilder 
and Little Woolly are over that last 30-lap stint, which we're rapidly closing in on, getting ready to complete lap 129 of 200 laps at Twin Ring Motegi. Four drivers are out of this race. Marco Andretti was parked early. Marty Roth in uh, Vitor Mira and A.J. Foyt the fourth. Interestingly enough, Davey, it looked like both Vitor and A.J. essentially suffered the same fate as uh, they just pancaked the wall. Didn't make big contact, but made contact enough to put them out of the race. Back to how fragile these cars can be. It doesn't take much of a hit to, to obviously bend the suspension parts on these cars. And when you do that, I mean, you, you definitely have to replace them and, and get the car back right again. And it's unfortunate for both of them. Both of them need a little luck going their way. They, they've had some fast cars. Well, Foyt has had fast cars. Mirror's been struggling a little bit this year right off the bat in that National Guard car, but uh, unfortunately puts him out. Yeah, nod to Darren Manning. The A.J. Foyt ABC supply car has run uh, consistently in the top seven or eight all day long. And right now, Darren Manning is shown in eighth place. Problem earlier on for Hideki Muto. As Muto was caught in the pits when the yellow came out, coming out uh, side-by-side with his teammate Tony Kanaan, uh, hit apparently the, the rev limiter, if you will, the pit speed limiter, as he exited the pit to, to get back on the gas when he did. Davey cocked the car sideways and uh, nearly made contact with the pace car. Instead, he made light contact with the inside retaining wall, had to come back in. They had to replace the, the nose cone as the, the left front wing was damaged on his car. Cost him a lap, and he is running 11th a lap down. Still running good. I mean, that's the hero of Japan. That's who all the people in them grandstands want to see win, but he is a lap down. It's going to be hard to get that back. But, uh, you know, a top 10 would be good for him, so that's what he's striving for right now. Scott Dixon has turned up the juice, and he is leaving the rest of the contenders behind. Scott Dixon, the 2003 IndyCar Series champion, has now up the lead with 132 of 200 laps complete to 5.5 seconds over Elio Castroneves, and as each lap passes, David, this, this lead doesn't grow by a little. It's huge. Last time by, he increased his lead by another half second over Elio Castroneves. And what we have in front of Elio and Kanan are going side-by-side side right now, but Elio has a line going into three. Tony can't go side-by-side side with him through there, but the biggest thing is, is I think that's Buddy Rice. He's actually two laps down right now in front of Elio, but taking just enough dirty air off of Elio that he can't get by him, and that has just cost him so much speed. Here, Kanan, six and a half seconds back behind the leader now. And as you can see, Kanan, oh, Kanan loses a spot to Weldon as he's trying to, to pass uh, Castro Nevis. Dan Weldon slips oh. underneath, and now Tony Kanan finding himself a little bit of a moment there as he got high through turn number two. He had to regain control of the 7-11 car. Davey, it cost him a couple of spots as uh, both Weldon and Briscoe got underneath him. Man, I'll tell you what, he lost a lot of time. I mean, he was six and a half seconds back that last time. Boy, it... And he got up in those marbles, I think, and, uh, you know, he lost, lost it went to eight. He lost three seconds that one lap to the leaders. And he looks like Mark James. He is fighting that 7-Eleven car right now. Yeah, I don't think he's having a lot of fun this particular stint. I think he's either hoping for a caution or uh, probably looking at uh, a pit stop coming up soon because uh, if he picked up a lot of the dirt and debris, those marbles, if you will, to the high side, Davey, that's really going to upset the balance of that race car, especially as he tries to make his way through the tight uh, confines of turns three and four. And as you said, when you get in the marbles, when what people that don't know, marbles is just the wore-out rubber, the wore, rubber off these tires that shoots it up in that outside groove. And when you go over that with these hot, sticky tires, it sticks onto those, and it takes a long right. time to get them off. And sometimes you can't get it off. But you know what? We're almost ready for pit stops anyways, and it would be nice to see a green flag stop for one time here. 
Boy, Dixon has a huge lead, though, with 6.3 seconds that lap. Well, it's coming up on 12.30 Japan Standard Time, Sunday afternoon in Japan. And right now, Scott Dixon is on a Sunday afternoon cruise in the mountains of central Japan as he is leading Elio Castroneves by 6.3 seconds with 136 of 200 laps being shown complete. Your top five at the Indy Japan 300. It's Dixon, Castroneves, Weldon Briscoe, and Tony Kanaan. Third round of stops underway at Twin Ring Motegi as Ryan hunter Ray leads uh, the way. He is the first car in with 140 laps complete. So Ryan hunter Ray is in, and we've got a yellow flag. So the fourth yellow will fly. Yellow flag on lap 141, and it is Roger Yasukawa. And it looks like Roger came across the track as he exited turn number four, comes to a stop. Davey, I do not see any real damage uh, on Yasukawa's car, but he has uh, come to a stop right at the inside wall. Uh, not exactly sure what happened there, but you can see where he locked up the rear tires to car, uh, to stop that uh, Beck Motorsports machine before he made contact with the concrete on the inside. Yeah, you know, I can't even really see any spin marks coming off a of turn four. That's a little interesting uh, spot right there, but it looks like obviously he must have spun out and got on the brakes to keep from hitting that inside wall. I think he's fine. I think it's going to be he can continue going, put some new tire, some new fire stones on there, and continue on, but. Uh, it is an odd spot right there, but it doesn't look like any contact. Okay, so uh, Ryan hunter Ray, uh, he had made uh, his pit stop. Uh, also, Darren Manning uh, and uh, Townsend Bell uh, were uh, were completing their stops. So uh, all of those drivers had completed their stops. Ed Carpenter was apparently also on pit lane when this occurred. Now, uh, you know, Davey, we're seeing the, the Delphi safety team uh, working over Yasukawa's car. I tell you what, though, before we do that, let's hear from uh, Mike Cole, the managing director of Target Chip Ganassi Racing. It's toward the end of the race. The pits are open. He needs to go back to work. Well, Michael, uh, making a short, sweet comment there to Jack Aroot from ESPN. And uh, one thing's for sure, his guy, Scott Dixon, who he calls the race for, has a rocket ship of a race car. Pits are now open as uh, we were talking about the Delphi safety team. Davey, looked like they had the fire extinguishers out. There might have been an onboard fire on Yasukawa's car, and he was simply getting it to the inside, getting it stopped to get out of there. Yeah, they just shot the right front, Mike, just the right front caliper. So he's on the brake so hard, it probably was smoking a little bit their carbon fiber brake uh, rotors and and they might have a you know been a little, just a little heat in there a little fire they just sprayed that right front gotcha just gotcha off. scott dixon going to lead the parade down uh, pit lane as uh, the penske cars are already in danica patrick dives in so does the 11 of tony Kanon. but scott dixon the leader hits his marks perfectly they're going to change all four firestone firehawks with 143 laps complete filling them full of fuel wow. and man what a great stop that was as they're going to get him out scott dixon's going to easily beat everyone off of pit lane Boy, Mark Jaynes, that's doing it the right way. Yeah, and, you know, Woo! when you go up against Elio Castro and Evans' crew over the years that Elio's been in the IndyCar Series, how many times have those guys made up spots, made up deficit for him uh, on pit road? And uh, the uh, challenge was issued, and obviously Scott Dixon's team up to the challenge there. A great series of events on pit road in that particular stop. i got to wonder. I'm assuming, Davey, they got a full load of fuel, but, uh, you know, that was about a seven and a half, eight second stop for a four-tire change and a load of uh, ethanol. You know, and it, it was a very, very fast stop, but he actually got out about the same time as everybody else. I mean, they were all coming, in, but he was definitely the leader. But Kanan is the one that really benefited from that, going into the pits in fifth, coming out in third. So he gained two spots in that stop. So we'll take a look as uh, the drivers uh, in the lead will 
come across the line, completing 144 of 200 laps, and the field will now reset on timing and scoring. Scott Dixon remains out in front. Ryan Briscoe, he gains a couple of positions as he is now shown in second place. Tony Kanan Davy, as you mentioned, also gaining a couple of spots as he goes to third. Dan Weldon uh, falls to fourth. Elio Castroneves drops to fifth, and it looks like the Roger Yasukawa machine is going to go back behind the wall on the hook. So, Davey, whatever the problem was, it is not visible, but an internal problem with that number 77 Beck Motorsports car, and that uh, will mean that Roger Yasukawa will become the fifth retiree of the day. Yeah, and I'm interested to see what happened there. It's almost like, I don't even think he spun. It's almost like he just uh, had something seize up, lock up, a gearbox maybe lock, or a motor seize or something, because very odd the way the skid marks come and almost hit that wall, and and the right front uh, obviously was hot because they put a little bit of fire extinguisher coolant or retardant on, on the right front. And um, now they're on the hook and bringing them in. So the Delphi safety team uh, just trying to dry out that small patch uh, there on the inside of the front straight. Meantime, why don't we check in with Dave Wilson this week in open wheel racing. April 19th, 1964, at Trenton International Speedway on the New Jersey State Fairgrounds, A.J. Foyt broke the one-lap qualification record and set a new race record for 100 laps on his way to leading every lap to win the USAC-sanctioned event. Jim Herdebees finished second, Barbie Marshman third, and the top three being the only other cars of the 22 starters to finish on the lead lap. Johnny Rutherford, who was driving the pace car in Motegi, failed to qualify. Finishing 11th, eight laps off the pace, was a young driver who was still 13 months away from his Rookie of the Year performance in the 1965 Indianapolis 500. That was Mario Andretti. Happy birthday to open-wheel legend Mel Kenyon, the 10-time national midget champion, also had eight starts at Indianapolis with a best finish of third in 1968. And it was this week in 2004 when Dan Weldon dominated the Indy Japan 300, leading 192 of 200 laps on his way to setting a race speed record of 166.114 miles an hour, a record which still stands today. The roots of open-wheel racing reach back from this IndyCar Series event through Champ Car, Kart, USAC, and the AAA. From 2008 to 1909, the efforts of those brave drivers of the past make the wheel-to-wheel heart-stopping action we enjoy today in Japan possible. For this week in open-wheel racing, I'm Dave Wilson. Thanks, Dave. Well, the right front locking up on Roger Yasukawa, Davey. There was flame there, and uh, whatever the problem, uh, Roger Yasukawa doing a good job keeping that car off the wall and simply bringing it to the inside to a stop, but the right front locking up on it. Yeah, I bet something may have broke on the on the rotor or the caliper in there just to lock that right front up just out of nowhere. You know, on ovals, we don't use a lot of brake, but something had to bind that thing up, lock it up. He got it to a stop. He was three-fourths away down the straightaway, or at least halfway down yep. when it came to a stop. There was a little fire inside of that wheel from that brake uh, issue. Um, but uh, unfortunate, uh, he's out, out of the race. Let's reset the field as we continue uh, under a caution for this incident involving Roger Yasukawa. The yellow came out on lap 141. We have now completed another six laps, 147 being shown complete. So 26 laps of the 147 that we have run uh, have been completed under the yellow. 121 laps uh, have been run 
under a green flag condition. Uh, here's the full field rundown. Scott Dixon is your leader. Ryan Briscoe runs second. Tony Kanan is third. Dan Weldon in fourth. Uh, Elio Castroneves is fifth. Both Briscoe and Kanan making big gains on that uh, third round of pit stops. Danica Patrick is sixth. Ed Carpenter is seventh. Darren Manning runs eighth. Uh, pardon me. Townsend Bell is ninth. And Ryan Hunter Ray is tenth. All of those cars are being shown on the lead lap. Uh, Hideki Muto has also gotten his lap back on the waiver round, Davey, after I, I guess this uh, last round of stops. He is being shown on the lead lap, and uh, he is, uh, however, uh, well, he did not pit. No wonder he's being shown on <laughs> yeah, the lead he, lap. So he's been 42 pit. laps since he pitted. Yeah. And he's pitting right now, which yep. is very fortunate because most time they usually don't pit until it's time to go green, but they're getting the marbles off the racetrack down in turns one and two with the sweeper truck. Oh, I'll take that back. These are the leaders actually coming. Some yeah, so Ed Carpenter will come back in. Danica Patrick will come back in. It looks like uh, Elio Castro Neves uh, will come back in as well. Uh, so uh, some interesting strategy here. They're trying to, Davey, to make this on this final load of fuel. Exactly. That's exactly what they're going to do, Mike. It was a fuel only. They already pitted. They, they uh, just... They had, we have 40, there'll be about 50 laps well, once it goes 50, green, maybe 49 right. laps yeah, once it goes green. Close. And it's going to be very close. And this is where we're going to see the fuel mixture be an advantage. They're probably going to lean it down, maybe run a little bit slower times. But if they can cut a pit stop out of it, they could be they could find themselves in victory lane. Okay, so as we mentioned, right now the top 11 cars all the lead lap. When Muto uh, completes his stop, though, he will probably, in all likelihood, he's going to go a lap down. So the top 10 on the lead lap. Uh, Buddy Rice runs in 12th place a lap down. Uh, rookie Jay Howard is shown six laps down in 13th place. Roger Yasukawa, the car has just gone off the track on the hook. So he is one of five drivers that has retired from this race. Yasukawa in 14th, Foyt the 4th in 15th, Mira in 16th, Roth in 17th, Marco Andretti in 18th. All five of those drivers out of the race. So, uh, Mark James, we will go back to green flag racing with 150 laps complete. And now the question is, can those drivers that just made their pit stops, Danica Patrick, Ed Carpenter, and Elio Castroneves, can they go the distance on one load of fuel? Well, it's it's interesting to note that uh, the cautions uh, and how they've played out, pretty much identical uh, to this uh, time a year ago. Four cautions now for 29 laps, 50 laps left. And uh, we'll see. Caution-free, that might play into the hands of uh, those that uh, just pit. So once again, it was Danica Patrick, Ed Carpenter, and Elio Castroneves. And uh, Davey, as we always do as we go back to green flag racing, uh, you know, uh, Danica Patrick uh, watching as Ed Carpenter and Elio Castroneves uh, get past her. But, Davey, we see once again a situation where the two Penske cars are on separate fuel strats. Yeah, they sure are. And what do you have to lose? You know, it's funny how Briscoe started in the back, and we thought he was being pretty conservative. But somehow through the pit stops, he found himself in second. Castroneves is the one farther back. But, boy, Danica, we usually see her with pretty good restarts. That, that was not a good restart. That's exactly right. Rod, the question, though, Mark James, is can anybody catch Scott Dixon? as he has already on this restart uh, opened up uh, a lead of eight-tenths of a second as Kanan tries to bear down now on Ryan Briscoe heading into three. He'll pull side-by-side side with him in turn number three. Briscoe to the high side. We haven't seen that be the preferred line so far. It's been the low line that's been the preferred line, but that time Ryan Briscoe made it stick to the high side. TK will try it again through one and two. 
two. Okay, Davey, if you're Ed Carpenter and you just made that pit stop, do you try to do some racing here? Do you tuck in behind one of the fast guys and simply try to coast uh, uh, and, and run in their draft for the next few Well, miles? I think uh, you need to be saving fuel. And I'll tell you one thing I wouldn't be doing is Ryan Briscoe's line scares me. I mean, he's been running that outside line in both corners, and I don't see that being the preferred line this late in the race with that many marbles. And as you can see, he's falling back doing that. I don't think it's a good little little risky right there but on ed carpenter absolutely he's right in right now um behind dan weldon and and uh heck save them leaders if you can and hope to save fuel in a draft so mark james uh, one of the real rarities at twin ring motegi to see a couple of drivers go side by side through three and four tony canon makes it work on the low side canon briscoe weldon carpenter those four are pretty well stuck together danica patrick pedaling as hard as she possibly can to keep up with elio castro nevis as she runs in the seventh position she has a lot of ground to make up to catch Elio. Meanwhile, that pack we told you about, Kanan, Briscoe, Weldon, and Carpenter trying to get hooked up and chase down the leader, Scott Dixon. Mike, his lead is approaching two seconds already. David Danica in danger of losing the lead draft as she has dropped back now. Uh, Danica Patrick now finding herself four and a half seconds behind the leaders as uh, Kanan, Briscoe, Weldon, Carpenter, and Castro Neves all running in a bunch in front of her. Well, she's uh, going slow and saving a lot of fuel, and everybody out in front of her has to pit one more time, and she can make it. She's in good shape. And just, I well, don't not know necessarily. That's... Carpenter doesn't necessarily have to pit. Well, he's going pretty fast, though. We don't know that he's, you know, I mean, he doesn't have to. They're on the same strategies. Right. But obviously she's going a little slower, saving more fuel than, than Castro Neves and Carpenter. So uh, we'll just have to see how it plays out towards it. It could be a fuel strategy race if another yellow does not come out. Ed Carpenter last time by 194.373 miles an hour. Danica Patrick last time, 193.159. The other driver uh, on this pit strategy uh, uh, is Elio Castroneves. And last time for Elio, 193.284. The leaders, though, Davey, running just a couple of miles an hour faster. How much more fuel can that burn? Well, especially the one pushing that air. And, and especially the wind, it could definitely burn more more fuel now i don't know what stri- what mapping they're on i mean there's several different mappings but you got to remember that uh, they got five laps really extra fuel with carpenter castro nevis and patrick than the first four guys do but they were under yellow for most of those so it probably only re- relates on about two laps actually well let me tell you scott dixon is on the fast map i don't know what it is that they're doing uh, for that race car but scott dixon has just been spot on today and once again uh, as mark alluded to is quickly rebuilding the lead that he lost when the uh, track went yellow Dixon out in front by 1.3 seconds over Tony Kanaan. Ryan Briscoe runs third, 1.6 seconds back. Dan Weldon is fourth. Ed Carpenter is fifth. That's your top five at Twin Ring Motation. The Indy Japan 300 beginning to wind down. It has been a long, wet journey to get to this point. 162 of 200 laps are being shown complete. Four caution periods. And five drivers out of this race. Marco Andretti, Marty Roth, Vitor Mira, A.J. Foyt IV, and Roger Yasakawa. We are being told uh, that the uh, Beck team trying to uh, make the repairs to Yasakawa's car and get him back out on track if possible. Scott Dixon, Mark James, uh, you were watching while we were in break and talking about the fact that Tony Kanaan beginning to whittle away just a bit at what was a very large lead. Last five laps, he has shaved a second, a full second off of that lead, Mike. It was approaching two seconds, uh, just about the lap 158-159 mark, and it's down to uh, uh, under a second now. Briscoe starting to close a little bit, too. Dan Weldon 
uh, Ed Carpenter round out your top five. A couple of guys you need to tip your hat to. Ryan Hunter-Ray uh, looks like he's poised for a top ten. He's in the seventh position. A strong run, a badly needed strong run for A.J. Foyt's ABC Supply Machine, piloted by Darren Manning. Darren in the top ten, currently running ninth, and a solid effort. The 23 car Townsend Bell, who's in the top ten as we speak. So the question right now, Davey, is fuel strategy. And uh, you, in looking at the way that the last ten laps have unfolded, you believe that Danica Patrick has simply dropped back and is saving fuel. And as it appears right now, of those three drivers, uh, Danica Patrick, Ed Carpenter, and Elio Castroneves have pitted on lap 150. Five laps later than everyone else, they came in to top off under yellow. You believe that she is perhaps the only one that's uh, playing the strategy where she could go to this. Well, I'm not saying that Ed and Castor Nevis can't go the distance, but I think she's playing the strategy where if anybody can make it, it would it's be going her. It's going to be Dan. I think she has the best shot just because she has the most fuel in her tank. But, I mean, obviously Castor Nevis and Carpenter are on that same strategy, but they're going quite a bit faster, probably burn a little bit more fuel. Danica's has fell back 8.7 seconds off later. She got, you know, she's just kind of cruising back there, and, and I have to think the reason she's doing that is a safe wheel. But now, Mike, you know, remember, if a yellow comes out, it's pretty much all thrown out the window because I think if a yellow comes out, you everybody, everybody can be able to make it. Yeah, it just depends on how long the yellow is, but I have a good hunch that everybody can make it at that point. But at, at this point, Kyle Moyer has it, it, it has given her the number that she's got to do uh, you know, on, on that readout in order to go 200 laps and, and make it the final 50 on that load of fuel. Correct, with no cautions, with right. no more cautions coming out. That is correct. So it's all about strategy at this point. And, Mark, as we mentioned earlier, we have seen it play out so many times at Twin Ring Motegi. Of course, really, you know, Dan Weldon dominated in 2004. He dominated in 2005. Elio Castroneves dominated in 2006. And Tony Kanaan, they made some late calls last year. Despite the fact he didn't lead the most laps, Tony Kanaan had a very dominant car last year, and he winds up winning the race. But it seems that fuel always becomes the issue here. Yeah, it led to a handful of lead changes over the last 30 laps last year, as we alluded to in the uh, uh, opening portions of Woo! the event. Boy, it got close quarters racing I there between they Ryan Hunter-Ray and Ed Carpenter off the uh, uh, the area at the exit of turn number four. Ryan Hunter-Ray grabs a spot from Ed Carpenter, or holds on to the spot, we should say. That's the fifth spot they're battling it out for. Yeah, I think Ryan Hunter-Ray, as he went to the low side, Davey, uh, he and Ed Carpenter look like moved very close together, and I think Ryan Hunter-Ray's right front touched uh, Ed Carpenter's left front. They definitely, that, is that corner again down there in turn three and four where it's so tight and you want to be on the bottom. Ryan Hunter-Ray had the preferred line. Ed Carpenter was on the bottom. But they, they were close. If they didn't touch, you couldn't have got anything in between them. That's for darn sure. But, see, I think it's back on the deal. Ryan Hunter-Ray, he has to make another pit stop. There's no doubt about it. Right. Could be a situation where Ed now is just kind of cruising himself, hoping that he has enough fuel to, to, to run to the end. Well, attention to all of you Downforce members listening to tonight's broadcast of the Indy Japan 300. Your code word is HELMET. Please go to your Indy Downforce homepage. Click on the Earn Points section, then enter the secret word under the radio portion. You'll receive 400 points. Again, the code word for the Indy Japan is 300. Great to have you with us as we bring you live coverage of the Indy Japan 300 from Twin Ring Motegi. Scott Dixon is, did I say helmet? Did no, it, what, it's what supposed did, to be helmet. What did I say? 300. What did I say? 300. I said 300. <laughs> you can tell it's been a long weekend already. Uh, the, the, your code word is helmet. Helmet, once again, is your code word. The top five, the Indy Japan 300, is uh, Scott Dixon, Dan Weldon, Tony Kanan, Ryan Briscoe, and Ryan Hunter Ray. That's the way they run, first through fifth at Twin Ring Motegi. 
Winding down at Twin Ring, Motegi. Scott Dixon out in front, but Dan Weldon has uh, started now to trim the lead even further as we are 176 of 200 laps here at uh, the Indy Japan 300. Scott Dixon trying to hold off his teammate as now Mark Jaynes, uh, the differential is about four-tenths of a second. Well, some traffic going to come into play, too. Scott Dixon is pulling up on some lap traffic. In fact, a couple of cars in front of him and... Uh, you know, there's no doubt he's a stronger car, but it all depends on where he catches them on the racetrack. He's going to want to get them off uh, the corner. Ooh, and the, there we go. He got held up. Of a straightaway. That's right. Some so problems. 23 laps uh, are being shown uh, to, uh, oh, remaining. Oh, 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 somebody is way out Ryan of the groove, Briscoe, and that Briscoe. is Ryan Briscoe, who has made contact uh, for the third consecutive race. He is going to be able to continue on. Davey, it looks like there was some damage to the right front of Ryan Briscoe's well, tire. I think he just white-walled it, but it's back to what I was telling you, Mike. He was playing with the groove, flirting with disaster as far as I was concerned, running yep. that second groove all day long. and that's We remained not... green, though. That, that did not bring out a caution flag. Yeah, I'm very surprised because, I mean, he definitely scraped the wall, but obviously it was up and uh, he's still up to speed. And, um, man, I'll tell you what, he there he, there he goes again. He's back in that, un- oh, Whoa, he, my he's about goodness. to hit it again. and. He's, he, I don't know why he just doesn't want to keep it on the bottom of the racetrack where the groove really is, Mike. And and uh, he he is not in the preferred line going through those corners. And it's a bit scary, especially when the marbles get down. And he is way off the pace at uh, under 170 miles an hour. So Ryan Briscoe and Mark James, how disappointing for the Australian who came in with high hopes and high expectations, replacing Sam Hornish Jr. in that number six car. He had the incident, uh, as you mentioned uh, earlier in the pre-race show, had the incident not of his doing at uh, Homestead Miami Speedway, had the incident of his making at uh, the Honda Grand Prix of St. Pete, and now, as Davey said, flirting with disaster with that line, winds up up in the wall in turn four. Well, Here, he, okay. he went to the edge, Davey. Clearly on the replay, he got high and just oh. couldn't save it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was Ryan Hunter Ray. He was racing with Ryan Hunter Ray, and you watch Tony Kanaan and Dixon and Weldon going to that corner, and when somebody's on the inside of them, they lift and get behind him, and and we've seen uh, Briscoe all day just running that second groove like no big deal, and uh, but it finally bit him. Less than 20 laps remains at Twin Boy. Ring Motegi as we keep our eye on Ryan Hunter Ray, who currently runs fourth and is going after Tony Kanaan. Meantime, Danica Patrick, she along with Elio Castroneves and Ed Carpenter on a different fuel strategy from the leaders. Danica has dropped back nearly 14 seconds behind the race leader, Scott Dixon. Dan Weldon runs second. Tony Kanaan is third. Ryan Hunter Ray is fourth. Ed Carpenter is fifth. We'll have the finish from Twin Ring Motegi when we come back. So the final 14 laps of the Indy Japan 300 as we are watching Scott Dixon continue to lead six-tenths of a second in front of Dan Weldon. Tony Kanaan finds himself two seconds behind Dixon with the laps now running out. Ryan hunter Ray, he's run a good race in that Ray Hall Letterman Racing Team ethanol machine. Nearly three seconds behind Dixon, Ed Carpenter runs 3.5 seconds back. Now let's keep in mind that Ed Carpenter, Elio Castroneves, and Danica Patrick Davy Hamilton on a different fuel strategy. They came in at the tail of the yellow they topped off late they got five additional laps so they topped off and uh, the question is has Danica Patrick saved enough fuel to be able to go the distance we're being told the fuel number she was having to make was 3.5 miles a gallon which is very tough to do I think but just if she has to do 3.5 what are these other guys going to have to they don't have yeah. a chance at all so um, I think she has the best opportunity of anybody that if they're going to make it to the end without a pit stop so as the full field runs now with 188 of 200 
laps being shown complete. We've got 12 laps remaining, two leaders today. Scott Dixon and Elio Castroneves. Interestingly enough, Elio has had a, a lot of trouble trying to get back to the front, but keep in mind he's saving fuel, so there was no immediacy in terms of his charge to the front to try to recapture Dixon. Elio Castroneves led the first 94 laps of this race. Scott Dixon is out in front. Dan Weldon runs second. Tony Kanan is third. Ed Carpenter is fourth. Ryan Hunter Ray, who was running fifth, is now back on pit lane, so he, Davey, was unable to make it with 11 laps remaining. Well, let me tell you, he had nine laps more. Oh, actually, only three laps more than the leaders. Nine laps more than the other guys with 11 laps to go. It's going to be close. It's going to be close for the guys that pitted with Castroneves. Carpenter and Patrick. It's going to be close for those guys, but I don't see that the Dixon Weldon Canon uh, having enough to, to make to the end. Danica Patrick's got an opportunity, Mark James, to win this race. Sure, no question. And you got to wonder, uh, Ed Carpenter, on that similar strategy, I believe, had he did he dial it up too much and burn off too much fuel uh, to give him, to, to not give him an opportunity to win the race. So uh, I think if we're looking at it from a fuel strategy standpoint, what Elio and Danica seem to be the two favorites, at least at this point. As soon as they came back out on track, Ed Carpenter, Elio Castroneves, they got past Danica Patrick and pulled away, and David Danica immediately dialed it back a couple of notches, and she now finds herself 17 seconds back. But if she doesn't have to make a stop and everyone in front of her has to, the question is moot. She is going to go to the front, and no one's going to be able to catch her in the final couple of laps. No, not, not with having to make a pit stop. Now, the only thing, you know, we have a few laps to go. We can see yellows come out. Who knows? But I'll tell you what, the three leaders, I just don't think they have a chance. The best guy right now, Ed Carpenter, if he can make it. Then Cashman Nevis, then Patrick's how they would run on the racetrack. But Ka- Carpenter and Castro Nevis, as you said, they were on the gas a little harder than Danica early in this run. Now, how much does that save? Who knows? We'll find out with this new strategy, the be- fuel strategy that you- we have options to run right now. So it's going to be curious to see. Danica Patrick, Ed Carpenter, Elio Castro Nevis came out with 150 laps complete after topping off. And uh, we have been green since that point. Scott Dixon is out in front, four-tenths of a second in front of Dan Weldon. Tony Kanan runs third. Ed Carpenter is fourth. Elio Castroneves is fifth. Danica Patrick is sixth. Ryan Briscoe is seventh. And those cars are all on the lead lap. And it looks like Ed Carpenter, has he slowed a bit? Is he going to head to pit lane? Davey, it looks that way. Yeah, he is. I'm surprised. Wow. I mean, man, he must have really been chewing the fuel up because the leaders are still out there. So very, very surprised on that. Now it leaves the Castroneves and, and Pat. Uh, um, Danica right now to be the ones I think that have the best shot. So he had five additional laps on the leaders. The leaders still out on the, the track. Keep in mind that Dixon, Weldon, and Kanan, Mark James, they last pitted 51 laps earlier. So they're trying to make this fuel load run 57 laps. Stretch. Oh, here they come. Oh, here comes Dixon. Here come the leaders. So Dixon with 194, soon to be 195 laps complete, will peel off the track. So the, dicta, the leader, Scott Dixon, is on pit lane. The question now is when will we see Tony Kanan? So Kanan has taken over the lead with 195 of 200 laps complete. Dixon is on pit lane. So will Elio Castroneves, uh, will Danica Patrick, will they be able to make the fuel strategy work? Davey, we know Ed Carpenter wasn't able to. In fact, now I question whether or not they were even able to really top him off when he came in. Yeah, no, they, he doesn't need much, though. He just needs very little. Now we'll see who comes out in front of when Ed and and Dixon, it looks like Ed's coming off a of turn four. It's going to be close between now. Here comes Kanan, here comes Weldon. That leaves Castro Nevis in the lead. 
Now we'll see. We'll see if that pit strategy worked out. Now Roger Penske, he's been the master on a lot of things, and, pit, and field mileage is one of them. So can he make four more laps on the fuel that he's got? Well, we continue green, and once again, we've been green since lap 150 when we saw those cars come off at the tail end of the last yellow. Elio Castro Neves, he is going to pick up the lead with 197 of 200 laps being shown complete. Make it 196. We are working lap 197. Mark James Elio is in turn number two. At the exit of turn number two, Elio Castro Neves sees the car brush outside. He'll get it low on the racetrack. Started to go to the low side. And uh, Elio Castroneves continues on the run. Believe that's Danica Patrick in tow. That's exactly right. So Danica Patrick looks like will be shown in second place as Danica now trying to take advantage of the fuel strategy. Oh, and she pulls up on Elio Castroneves. He's out of fuel or is he? They're going side by side. Danica Patrick is the leader, Mark James, as she comes to the line looking to complete 198 laps. Danica Patrick a couple of laps away from the win. She has Elio Castroneves in tow. She he starts to pull away from him already into turn number one. They, it looks like, have played the fuel strategy to perfection. She came out with 150 laps being shown complete. She had topped off. She had to make a fuel number of 3.5 miles a gallon. 199 laps, Mark James, will be complete. This time by, will Danica Patrick make history at Motegi? A shake-up in the leadership, if you will, and Andretti Green Racing turned Kyle Boyer to the fortunes of Danica Patrick, feeling as though Kyle could get her her first win. She's just about three-fourths of a lap away from making history we in saw, Open Wheel Motorsports. We saw Danica's mom already celebrating as the white flag came out. They know she can make it on the fuel. Here comes Danica Patrick. Turn through turn number three. Now on to turn four. Only a few hundred yards away from making history. Danica Patrick will win at Motegi. Danica is the winner of the Indy Japan 300. Davey Hamilton, they play the fuel strategy to absolute perfection. Give this call to Kyle Moyer. Absolutely. And we've seen Castro Nevis and Ed Carpenter early on gassing up where she just fell to the back. And she is on fumes, I will guarantee you. But Danica Patrick, the first female to win any, a major open wheel event, has just happened. Unbelievable. As we talked about it since lap 150, Michael Andretti celebrating with Danica's mom. You can bet that T.J. Patrick is someplace over in Japan going crazy right now. Danica has gotten the monkey off of her back. No longer does she have to answer the question. Let's go to Motegi and hear from Danica's mom and the entire AGR team. Describe the feeling. Oh, finally, finally. We've worked so hard. She's worked so hard. I'm so proud of this team. Kyle is the man. Kyle Breuer did it all right there. Oh, thank God. This, this was not a good weekend in terms of practice times for her. And yet yesterday when we spoke, she said, look, I just want people to stop asking me about when I'm going to win. We finally got the win that everybody's been waiting for, that she's been waiting for more than them. So thank God to the team. That was awesome. Andretti Grill. Green rules. Go! Ah! You know something? So that's Bev Patrick, the mother of Danica Patrick. I can only imagine what TJ or dad is going through. Danica's car has pulled to a stop. Danica Patrick is the winner of the Indy Japan 300. 
Holy cow. Yeah, it's just an unbelievable call by Kyle Moyer, Mark Jaynes, as this guy who is, uh, by the way, a longtime friend of yours, a childhood buddy, makes a call that's going to put her in the history books and him as well. Well, if you knew where he started from, I mean, our sophomore year in high school working for Gary Bettenhausen. Wow. And, uh, he, he didn't get a lot of money working for Gary B. But uh, I'm going to tell you what, Kyle Moyer is where he is. He got there the old-fashioned way. He earned every bit of it. He's uh, headed up uh, series championship teams. He's won Indy 500s. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just as proud of him and as happy for him as I am Danica Patrick. And uh, they put the right guy in charge when they moved him to calling her shots this season well we've talked about this Davey we knew it was going to happen it was just a matter of when everyone said is it going to happen this year and folks have said and I know that we talked about it before the start of the season that I thought that it would happen maybe twice this year twin ring Motegi Danica Patrick is the winner Jackaroot moves in tears of joy for Danica as you know that the monkey being off of her back is just an incredible release let's hear from Danica Patrick the winner of the Indy Japan 300 <laughs> thank you I feel like I was crying but uh, it's a long time coming <laughs> finally when you take a look at this weekend, and especially in this race, battling an understeer condition. Congrats, girl. Good job. Marco Andretti congratulating Danica. Understeer, and then all of a sudden, fuel conservation. How tough for you? I can't say that the last stint was exactly hard. Um, you know, you're, you're taking it easy and taking care of the car. I did feel like at the end I was, you know, the, that it was fast and that I was managing to save fuel while still keeping the speed up. And I'd heard, you know, from Kyle that, uh, you know, all I need to beat is Elio. So when I saw him, I knew I had been kind of saving a little extra throughout the stint and that, um, you know, I knew he was the one to beat and I didn't want to make the mistake of, you know, not pushing really hard to, to get by him. So it managed to be a little bit safer probably than I than I saw. But um, thank you to Andretti Green. Thank you to, you know, all my teammates. And finally. You know what? I got to ask you. When are you going to win again? <laughs> I hope next weekend. <laughs> Guys. So that is Danica Patrick in victory lane at Twin Ring Motegi. Tears filling her eyes as there's TJ, the proud papa. I can only imagine what this situation uh, must be like. As uh, Danica, of course, her mom was one of the first ones to her. TJ, of course, a racer himself, uh, raced midgets uh, for a long time, put her and her sister both in go-karts. Everyone said, you know, you had people on both sides of the Danica Patrick argument, those who said she was more than talented enough, and those on the other side that said uh, it, the only reason she's getting all of this attention paid to her is because she's an attractive woman. Davey, she shows tonight uh, the, certainly that uh, with the, the right people making the calls, more than talented enough to win in the IndyCar Series, but let's not forget, a great... Great, great call by Kyle Moyer gives Danica Patrick her first win, much like the great call that was made by Newman Haas Lanigan a couple of weeks ago that gave Graham Rahal his call. Let's hear from T.J. Patrick. He's uh, the, the the proud papa of Danica. He's with Jack Aru. Smith Hall household for a Borg Warner trophy. But where does this win fit in all the years that you two spent together in motorsports? This is the best day of my life. <laughs> I've dreamt about it. I'm just so proud of her. For all the grief she gets over it, I mean, she just proved to everybody she can win races, and she's going to win a lot more. Danica Patrick is now congratulating each and every one of her crew members. I want to get Paul Hospenthal, her, her husband, in here for just a second as well. Paul, you've had to be 
on the sidelines, uncharacteristic for most male husbands, and, you know, kind of be the, the, the person that motivates your wife but also tries to take some of the questions that are asked of her. How do you feel right now? Oh, I'm so happy for her. It's, it's you know, I'm just trying to hold it back myself, Jack. But uh, she's been working hard. She's very patient today. Her team was fantastic. Kyle Moore had a great race. It's, it's just it's great for everybody. You spend a lot of time in your profession dealing with other professional athletes. In fact, that was a relationship that developed into your eventual courting and marrying of your, uh, of your bride and, and Danica. How does this accomplishment by a female in motorsports rank with other accomplishments that you've seen in baseball and tennis and in golf? I mean, I think it's great, great for anybody. Uh, you know, female aside, she's just a hard competitor. She's never asked to be the female in a male sport. She just wants to work hard. And I think uh, with any race car driver coming to the lead and winning like this and showing all the patience today, that's fantastic. It's going to be a lot. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Congratulations, huh? <laughs> Guys, back to you. Wow. What a moment uh, for Danica Patrick and uh, her husband, Paul, and uh, for her mom, Bev, and for her dad, TJ, uh, for uh, over the last uh, two and a half years, uh, every time, or actually last three and a half years, every time that uh, she has attended a press conference as uh, Kim Green comes over and gives her a hug as well. Uh, of course, Kim, one of the owners of Andretti Green Racing. Davey, she hasn't done a press conference since uh, she became a full-time uh, starter in the IndyCar Series that she hasn't been asked, when are you going to win a race? Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, I'll tell you what, she is impressive today. And you don't always have to be the fastest car. And she proved that. She had a good car. She wasn't the fastest car. But you know what? The, the team did a fantastic job, and that's all about teamwork. This game sometimes not the very best, not the very fastest, but you know what? They saved her fuel. She did a great job on saving fuel herself, and you know what? She's in victory lane to prove it. Well, Kyle Moyer, give him a, a second big uh, strike there, because, uh, or, or I, I should say stripe, as opposed to strike. Uh, he, he made the calls that got uh, young Marco Andretti at uh, 19 uh, years and nine months into victory lane. He made the calls that got him into victory lane at Infineon in 2006. And they shook this team up after last year. They changed uh, all of the race strategists with the exception of George Clotes, who calls the race strategy for Tony Kanaan. Everyone else switched. You'll remember that it was Kyle Moyer last season calling pit strategy and race strategy for Marco Andretti. They changed them all. And, and this year, Kyle Moyer began calling race strategy for Danica Patrick. Uh, they, they were working out uh, their differences in language at the Homestead event. And Danica said how happy she was for that to happen. Let's hear from Michael Andretti, one of the owners of Andretti Green Racing. Of, of uh, when, not if, when she was going to win. And uh, I'm so proud of her, the way she did it. She did a really good job sticking to the numbers and still keeping speed. And uh, I love this girl. She is just a first-class individual, and uh, and I'm so happy for her. I'm so so happy now that monkey's off her back, you know. And uh, you'll see, there's going to be more of this to come. You can relate to the monkey on a driver's back. How difficult is it psychologically to hear it week in and week out, and in your case and in Danica's case now, year in and year out? Honestly, I'm not even sure it's about the hearing about it. I think it's more herself, you know. Uh, she wants to win so bad. She's such a competitor, and I think it's more the monkey off her back for herself and uh, not, not everybody else, and and, uh, and that's that's the type of individual she is. And, and I think now that it's off, you're going to see a different person, and uh, I think uh, this is the first, like I said, of many more. Thanks, Michael. Thanks. 
You think uh, Davy Hamilton, uh, Danica Patrick riding around in that convertible, waving to the fans, you think that might be the uh, the, the living, breathing definition of the word relief? Yeah, well, you know, she I don't think she can believe it yet. She hasn't experienced it. And you can just see the look on her face like, wow, it happened. You know, yeah. and she's just in non-belief. But, and, you know, she, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hit home. I mean, the, as the night goes on over there in Japan, she's going to realize it. And the fans, look at the fans. They all still stand there. All came stand to the there. Yeah. She's going around in the, in, the, in the pace car right now waving to all the fans. And... Uh, Man, they're they're loving the 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 C, the first female to ever win an open wheel event like that. Well, congratulations to Danica Patrick. Congratulations to Kyle Moyer. Congratulations to Andretti Green Racing. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to hear from Kyle before we say goodbye. Once again, Danica Patrick is the winner. Elio Castroneves runs second. Scott Dixon is third. Dan Weldon is fourth. Tony Kanan is fifth. We're going to pause ten seconds for station identification. You're listening to the voice of Indy Racing. This is the IMS Radio Network. History made at Twin Ring Motegi in the Indy Japan 300. Ten minutes after the hour of 12 o'clock on Sunday morning, Eastern Daylight Time, the United States. If you went to bed early and you missed this one, you're not going to read about it in the newspaper. It's going to miss all the deadlines, Mark Janes. But, boy, I tell you what, the folks on the West Coast of the United States and certainly the people of Japan are going to know that Danica Patrick won her first IndyCar Series event on Sunday afternoon, April the 20th, at Twin Ring Motegi. And I might tell you uh, that uh, the interest uh, is, is going to pick up just a little bit, as if uh, she wasn't seen and heard from enough. Uh, it, it's going to increase tenfold, and uh, good for her. It's been a long, long, hard road, and good for her family for the commitment they made uh, to help her get there. And, uh, again, it's obvious Andretti Green Racing, in just a few years in existence, has become one of the power teams. And one of the ways you do that is with good people and having an eye for talent. They've had a lot of holes to fill there in terms of uh, shuffling drivers around, uh, an upheaval, if you will. But obviously, AGR still knows how to find their way to victory lane. Well, the points as they stand right now. Now, keep in mind that uh, points uh, Sunday afternoon at Long Beach are going to figure into this. But as it stands right now, Elio Castroneves is the IndyCar Series championship leader. Scott Dixon runs second with 100 points. Danica Patrick has moved to third with 98 points. Tony Kanaan fourth with 89 points. Dan Weldon fifth with 85 points. Ed Carpenter currently sixth with 70 points. But that is certainly going to change tomorrow. If Graham Rahal can win this race tomorrow, he will have 103 points minimum should he win uh, at Long Beach. And that would put him second in points. Here's the way they finished at uh, the Indy Japan 300 at Twin Ring Motegi. Danica Patrick, the winner. Elio Castroneves, second. Scott Dixon, third. Dan Weldon, fourth. Tony Kanon, fifth. Ed Carpenter was sixth. Ryan Hunter Ray was seventh. Darren Manning was eighth. Ryan Briscoe wound up ninth. And Townsend Bell was tenth. Eleventh place to uh, to uh, Hideki Muto. Twelfth place to Buddy Rice. Thirteenth place to Jay Howard. Fourteenth to Roger Yasakawa. A.J. Foyt, the fourth, was fifteenth. Vitor Mira, sixteenth. Marty Roth, seventeenth. And Marco Andretti, eighteenth. Davy history made at Twin Ring Motegi. Danica Patrick will be asked no more. When are you going to win a race? Doesn't have to come. Well, Jack already asked her, though, when's she going to win the next one? And, and mark my word, she's tough. She, she's been able. She's been in a position to win races before. Fuel strategy got it for her today. 
stations. We will be saying goodnight from Twin Ring Motegi at 15 minutes after the hour, once again at 12.15 Eastern, 9.15 Pacific. We are saying goodnight from Twin Ring Motegi as thousands of fans have gathered around the stage, and now this most incredible trophy presentation begins. Danica, as Tony Kanan and the drivers before, will need an extra shipping container to get all the gifts home with her. Dan Weldon won his first race here in 2004. Danica Patrick gets her first IndyCar Series win at Botegi in 2008. Congratulations to her. And good night from the Indy Japan 300. Live coverage of the IndyCar Series on the IMS Radio Network is brought to you by Firestone. Firestone is the official tire of the IndyCar Series, the Indy Pro Series, and the Indianapolis 500. Firestone, a tradition of innovation. And by the Indy Racing Experience. Experience an IndyCar like the drivers do. Get details on the experience of a lifetime at IndyRacingExperience.com. The general manager of the IMS Radio Network is Wally Levitt. The director of affiliate relations is John Royer. The chief engineer of the IMS Radio Network is Tom Alibrandi Sr. Additional engineering by Rick Evans, Norm Birnbaum, and Tom Alibrandi II. Our production engineer is Chris Pollock. Have a comment about today's broadcast? Let us hear from you. Call the Fan Forum line toll-free at 1-800-243-4639. And don't forget to check all local listings for Indy Racing Weekly. Live coverage of this IndyCar Series event is a copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network, the voice of Indy Racing. (laughs) 